We are recording now, which is the first step in making a podcast, I guess. Uh, welcome to Bite Me DLC Plays. Uh, this episode, we are talking about The Walking Dead Season 1. I am Cliff Johnson. You might know me from Bite Me Podcast, and I am joined by Vinny, who you also might know from Bite Me Podcast. Say hey, Vinny. What's up, guys? How's it going? I, I want to, I wish I could use real music in our podcast. So every time Vinny comes on, we can just play the state of Massachusetts um, yeah. by Dropkick Murphys, but we can't. So what do you do? Uh, and then I am also joined by my illustrious brother, Colby Johnson. What up, yo? Say, hey, I, your, your beard is big enough that you could put a bird in it. Yeah. No, there is one. You just can't see it. <laughs> Currently, there's a bird living in your beard. It's real impressive. Yeah. And very red. I don't know where it comes from. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, anyway, we are talking about uh, The Walking Dead Season 1, which uh, is the one of the very first Telltale games, I believe, came out in 2013, right? Yeah, about 2012. There. 2012. And uh, I, I think that this is going to be the episode where Colby and I try and convince Vinny that this game is hot, hot, hot garbage. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, I don't think it'll happen. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm very persuasive. Very persuasive. We'll see. Um, so this is a five episode game. Um, like I said, came out in 2012 originally on the PC and Xbox 360 and PlayStation 4. Um, Wasn't place, it? I'm, apologies. PlayStation 3. Correct. And then was... I'm going to say quote unquote remastered for current gen systems. So I played it on the Xbox one. You played it on the Xbox one, right? Call. Yeah. Question real quick. This was remastered. Uh, well, so no. Me. So what happened originally? So what they did was they brought the 360 and PS3 one. They ported that over, but then they also released, which I don't think you guys played because it wasn't on game pass, but they released like a whole, like they put all the seasons together and then that was a remaster, but I don't okay. think that, was the one you guys played. That is the one we played because it oh, had okay. all seasons together. Gotcha. Okay, so, then. yeah. So we played it on Game Pass. And then, Vinny, you played it on the PC, right? I played it on 360 when it first came out and then PC as well. So you've actually played this game twice. Maybe even three times, but I'm not sure. God, that's definitely twice. That's masochism. Um, I, I, I mean, I guess if you want to know, uh, like, just shortcut my feeling for the game, I played about, so each one of the episodes is two hours long, except for the, the fifth episode, which is a, maybe an hour, maybe a little over an hour. I got maybe 45 minutes into the first episode. And to be frank, if we hadn't been doing this for this episode, I would not have kept playing. It was, it was almost an instant dislike to me. So I, I'm very interested to hear... Uh, to hear what you think. So um, do you think the best way to start this is just to kind of give an overview of the plot and how it ties in or more appropriately doesn't tie into the, the actual TV show? Sure. I mean, yeah. has who here has seen the TV show? Well, yeah. You, right? I've seen three seasons. I'm That's still plenty. up to it. Okay. I'm not You've seen, you're, you're, you're caught yeah. up on the, okay. And have either of you read the comic book? I have some yeah, of so it, yeah. Yeah, and I have not. So this was actually, to be honest, my very, very, very first exposure to both Telltale games, unless you count, like, I think I played maybe a half hour of the Sam and Max game they did, and also my first exposure to The Walking Dead. So it was I'm kind of a newbie when it comes to it. So The Walking Dead obviously is a zombie TV show based on a comic book. Um, I, I looked it up because part of what I absolutely despise about the game is just the general conceit that these zombies were like deadly in any way um there is a virus that 
everybody in the entire world has. And I believe as soon as some person dies, they start manifesting as a zombie. They eat other people and it just spreads, right? Yep. Yep. So, you know, quite a few thousand people a day just die from natural causes. They become zombies. They kill other people, turn them into zombies, so on and so forth. All of a sudden, the rate of zombies to people is 5,000 to one, um, which I still think I'd have a good chance against these zombies at the very least. So, and that's my question. Are the zombies in the TV show um, and the comic book smarter or more deadly than the ones in, in the game? So correct me if I'm wrong. And I think it's kind of like all zombie movies and stuff that it's the, the theory behind it isn't necessarily that the zombies are the real bad guys. It's it's man themselves are more of, you know, people become very tribal and stuff like that. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There's zombies that can bite you and turn you into zombies on top of that. Yeah, but that it, it's more the human factor is what The Walking Dead went for. I think that that's that's fair. Um and I mean, I think that the other half of that is, is the people in at least this game are not terribly smart. Um, like Colby pointed out like 45 times, like the first thing you should do during a zombie apocalypse is get yourself to like a Harley store and get a motorcycle jacket and some, I don't know, leather pants and something. You know, like, I mean, at the very least, roll your sleeves down. Uh, yeah. The, the, I mean, spoiler alert, the end of this game, if the dude had rolled his sleeves down, he would be fine. Yeah. Like zombies can't bite through sleeves, but everyone's <laughs> like, you know what? I, it's just hot out. We're in Georgia. Like I don't want to sweat in this zombie apocalypse. I think I'm going to, you know, sun's out guns out. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, we'll talk about characters, I guess. So, so I guess we're going to say like, as a <laughs> sun's out guns out, that's good. <laughs> um, let's start right now and say anything past this point is, is going to contain spoilers. Dude, I just spoiled the, like, end of the <laughs> you game. didn't say who it was. You did not say who it the was. Main character. <laughs> like if you played it for 30 seconds, you're like, Oh, is it the cop or the black? It could have been Clementine. Main, Maybe Clementine doesn't make it. Um, that's true. So this story starts out with Lee, who is a a convict who went to jail for murdering his the the guy that his wife was having an affair with is literally being driven to jail by, I don't know, the like most stereotypical backwoods cop I've ever (laughs) encountered ever. I I beg to differ because he's not because he's like, I see the good in all the people like I would expect that guy to be like. You did it. Don't care. But, you know, like he he is very Rower. understanding of, you know, this guy who is just convicted of murder. Like, I, I meant more in kind of his like uh, like Andy Griffith, yeah, like, true. you know, stereotype, um, you know, and, and this was just brought up in our chat here. Like this game was written by the guy who wrote Firewatch, um, which is my favorite game. I mean, top three favorite games of all time. And I, I do want to talk about. I think the difference between those two games, but the the writing should have been better. I, um, can I point out that I thought both like I didn't think Firewatch was great either. You're I was, wrong. I thought it was okay. Like I mean, I had fun. I enjoyed it. I just I didn't think it was great. What I will tell you, I think the difference between this game and Firewatch was is I think that Firewatch used its story to uh, push forward 
like a plot. Like the story was relatively inconsequential to kind of what was going on in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, like they almost ex- they could they could have existed separately from one another. Um, all it was doing was getting from one point to another. It was something for you to do in between you know, point A and point B. You needed someone to chat to while you were hiking through the backwoods or else it would have been a really boring game. Whereas this, the story is the prime motivator to get to the yeah. next thing. So to me, that's probably the prime difference and and what maybe made this a little bit harder to write for. Um, but anyway, um, so car crash because zombies in the middle of the road, cop dies, Lee gets away after seeing his first gu- uh, shotgun or seeing his first zombie and shooting it or beating it with a shotgun. Yeah, he, he I don't know. Him with the butt of the gun. And then yeah. Yeah. Um, wanders around the wilderness for a little while. And then finally runs across civilization and finds uh, a girl who's been hiding in her tree house. Um, Clementine. And she becomes kind of, they, they become the two main characters in, in the story that kind of, start from there and then that's a lot of chapter one correct gonna, gonna point out that i'm pretty sure that the smartest person is the eight-year-old girl because i don't oh. think i don't think the zombies can climb into a treehouse. 100 percent. every other time they're like should we go to a hotel no what about a motel like i just want to be on that <laughs> ground level it's uh and i mean to me that is one of the the conceits in this game that it doesn't seem like it would be that hard to kill all these zombies. And it doesn't seem like it would be that hard to, to stay away from them. Like, like you're saying that, you know, they're, they're at a motel that they brace with like scrap wood. Um, you know, the, right after they, they kind of start right after Lee and Clementine start walking through the, you know, trying to get somewhere. They're trying to get to, to her parents in Savannah, I guess is, is, what they're doing. Um, they, they run across a, a farm and literally the farmers are trying to like secure the perimeter of their fence from zombies with like, I don't know, pieces of scrap wood they found behind their barn and shocking. It doesn't work. I, that, that was my first thing. What happened to Chet? It Chet just nothing, nothing happens to Chet. Uh, and the, and uh, like, I think that's one thing that I would, I would want to say about the walking dead that the walking dead starts and it says, I wish I, I wish I'd written it down, but essentially this story, you will be making decisions and every single one of your decisions matters. And, and constantly the game reminds you like so-and-so will remember what you did or so-and-so will remember that you reacted positively or so-and-so will remember that you didn't go with them. And the game is constantly you did this, you did this. At the end of every single chapter, you get the, you know, hey, 55% of people did this and 45% of people did this. And I don't think a single decision in the entire game matters. Um, is there a single decision that you can think of that actually impacts the game 20 minutes later? So what I would argue there is that what they're going for isn't to change the plot point. Like, drastically what i was reading upon earlier and i want to preface this too that i haven't played this game since january of last year that was the last time i beat it you so know. i'm uh, i'm trying to go off memory here as well but what i do remember for example in the first episode where you're talking to kenny and you are with kenny and duck and you got to save duck or the other guy i don't remember yeah. his name but if you say choose to save the other guy which we know that even if you do it doesn't matter. Duck is still the one that gets saved. However, throughout 
many episodes going forward. Then you have Kenny, who's just kind of like, I don't trust you. You tried screwing over my family. And the dialogue that he represents and brings forward reflects I, that. I will also say that I, saved, I against my better judgment, saved Doc, because I really hated that kid from like yep. 20 seconds in. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I should have let him get killed by a zombie. And then I read, I'm like, oh, he wouldn't have. Okay. But like, I would say that 90% of the time I sided with Kenny, uh, except for like there was one or two times where Kenny like, we should do this crazy thing. What do you think? And I'm like, well, that just sounds kind of crazy, Kenny. And at the end of the game, I, I like probably in the last chapter, like Kenny just goes off on me. Like you were never there for me, man. You always were against me and stuff. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like I saved your kid. I shot your kid for you, dude. Like, and so I shot two kids yeah, for you, dude. Yeah, I shot two kids for you, and I buried one in the backyard. Um, but like, I I guess he just remembered the two times where I was like, I don't know, Kenny, that's a crazy idea. And, well, I think, and literally, the conversation is because you want to bring Ben with. Oh yeah, like, it's, oh it's, it's it's you're like Ben's kind of a screw up. Maybe someone should be here to watch him. Like bring Ken with these. Well, I don't think Ben should come. And if Ben's not if Ben's coming, I'm not going to go. I'm going to stay here with the boat. <laughs> like. Okay, Kenny. But but I think the problem is, is like, I understand what you're saying, Vinny, that, that the idea is that it changes dialogue. But the problem is, is it breaks that, it breaks that promise so early in the game that you very quickly come to realize that it, it doesn't matter at all what you pick. Like you can pick against Kenny every single time. And the game, the whole time is like, man, if you want to go with Kenny in the RV, you should really be nice to Kenny. Like if you're not, if you're not nice to duck, if you don't give duck that candy bar, like he's not going to let you go in the RV. Like you, you better not go against Kenny with, you know, his fight with, um, uh, Larry and Larry's daughter, or else he's not going to let you go in the RV. But the thing is, is it doesn't matter at all what you do. You go in the RV and every single time they give you that same, that same idea you better do that or that you know i don't know if he's gonna let you on the train i you know you better not do that or i don't know if he's gonna let you on the boat i you know over and over and over again this game trains you to realize that no decision you make has any impact at all like at all it, it just doesn't matter which makes me i mean if you want to play this game in a really strange way get a get a walkthrough and then don't do anything that the walkthrough doesn't tell you to do because literally you don't need to talk to almost anyone. You can play oh, this yeah. entire game without asking almost any questions mm -hmm. and, and you quickly realize that it just, they don't matter. Like but the story it, is, is but, very much only what you're pretending that it is. If you can suspend the disbelief, that's what the story is. And I'm so, fine with it. You know, like Kenny, Kenny's with you for five episodes and, he is four in and a half episodes. I, I couldn't remember if he was in the last one or not. I think he was. Um, and uh, but mostly it's things like Mark's gonna remember that, and I'm like, well, Mark died two minutes later, so I guess he didn't remember it long. And so it mostly just felt like I'm like, I don't care what they remember because ninety percent of these people die like one episode later. So whoop de do if they don't like me for two minutes and then yeah. i mean it was also i i played it for i think the first 
episode and then I got like halfway through the second episode and I'm like, I'm just going to use a walkthrough because I'm not having a lot of fun and I just want to get through this game. And I'd run across so many things that it's like tough decision. You can either do this or that. Just choose one of them. It doesn't matter because they both lead to the same thing. I'm like, well, then it's not really a tough decision because neither of them matter. So what I'd argue for that is, is that you wouldn't know. So for me playing it, maybe it's different because I played it when it was released and I didn't know that there was, you know, I I thought that everything would be a different outcome. I didn't go in thinking, hey, my whatever I'm doing is also going to be the same thing Cliff's doing, even if I'm being nice to Kenny and he's being mean to Kenny. The thing is, though, is the game teaches you that the game teaches you that any decision you make doesn't matter. It, it, It throws these tough decisions. And then five minutes later, it doesn't matter. Or it's a tough decision where it's, you know, hey, do you want to take this food in the car? And you go like either yes or no. And, you know, if you say yes or no. Someone else goes like, no, let's do it anyway. And I'm like, well, I mean, I I gave my moral objective to it, but Mm. the number of times you, you were met with that decision, you have to make a hard decision. And then if you don't choose the right one, the game essentially just says, well, that wasn't the right one. We're doing it anyway, was I mean, significantly more than once. Um, I mean, it's also certainly possible that I always made the hard decision, which wouldn't be a fair argument either, because I remember I also stole from that car, even though I thought that was a. Yeah. So you're saying that it happened anyway. Yeah. Which I wasn't aware of until even now. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say as well. And also kind of backpedaling a little bit, going back to where you guys were saying, hey, these guys should be smarter about zombies. While I agree you also get to realize that this zombie apocalypse is like just start literally just started, what? but it doesn't by the end of the, f- by the end of the second episode, three no, months have passed. First of the second episode is three months later. So yeah, because they are talking to Mark. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. They're like, we just went through three months of food. We've got to find more. Yeah. Right. So, but, but that was in the second episode you said, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, so we're I, talking two hours into the game. I, I'm saying that like, None of, at, at the fifth episode, we're still running around with short sleeves that I would think by now you would be like, I don't know. These things bite a lot. Like, <laughs> I agree. But there was also the part where they say uh, Lee is teaching Clementine to like, you know, you need to learn how to shoot. You got to cut your hair to make sure they don't grab you. And I'd say that would be where they're uh, going in. They're not going to go all in and say, hey, change your clothes, change your, you know, they're, yeah, yeah. I think that was they? their representation. Would you want to wait and play an hour gameplay of them saying, hey, put on long sleeves? I mean, the thing is, is the game is so, I mean, like, first of all, I'm I'm very surprised. 10 minutes trying to find batteries for a radio. So I will say I didn't like the first episode at all. Uh, The first episode, I I actually think this. Let's see. So the first episode ended at the at the hotel. Right. So the, the, the first episode include the no. Let's yeah, see. Yeah. With like turning on the TVs with the remote, finding that in there, finding the batteries yeah. for the radio. And yeah, stuff. So I hated doing that. Well, and the exactly the, the trying to get into. But I mean, this is just another another example. Like you you spend I don't even know how long um, trying to find the keys a way into the yeah the keys. And then finally, it doesn't matter if you have keys or if you break, rip, you know, knock it open with a, a sledgehammer. An alarm goes off either way. Um it literally just doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so I remember telling you that I'm like, 
you're like, I'm going to go try to fight the keys. I'm like, just use the, the fire axe. Uh, the alarm will sound either way. Either way. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, 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 the first, the first chapter was by far. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say the worst. Um, I think the third chapter was probably the worst, but yeah, no, you do. A, the funny thing is though, is the first chapter does a ton of world world building that ultimately doesn't really matter. Um, you, you know, you go to the farm and that's where you meet Kenny and duck and his wife. What's her like, name? Katiana. I, I suppose we should like, we just went from like the first episode yeah. and giving like a basic thing to like, yeah. God, the third episode was bad. Yes. Like, so first episode <laughs> you get Clementine, you walk, you end up on a farm. Um, you meet Kenny and his son duck. And Kenny is the most like stereotypical Southern redneck. I think you've ever run across like owns a fishing boat is all he wants to do is get back to like, where is it? Uh, he's from Fort Lauderdale. All he wants to do is get back to Fort Lauderdale. Um, But his wife is a vet named Katya who is voiced by uh, what's her name from Firewatch. Um, Like I think she won an Emmy for, (laughs) for being on Firewatch. I can't, I can't remember her name, but she has this really bizarre, like Australian German accent that kind of Austrian. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah, sorry. I, I really want to hear an Australian German accent, <laughs> <laughs> but it like fades Stop in and out, it, and and like she's a very very central character for a while. <laughs> but so you meet them, you end up on a farm. The farm goes wrong. The farmer's son gets killed, and then he chases you off after being like super. There's this whole thing where he's like super suspicious of Lee, and you know, ask Lee a bunch of questions, and he's like, "This guy will remember, you know, whether you lied to him or whether you didn't lie to him." And then ten minutes later, you're running off the farm, um, and then you end up in, uh, oh, the city that Lee is Make from, him. Make yeah, Macomb, Georgia. And you spend a whole bunch of time in a pharmacy that like, I mean, what are the odds that you run into a city and you end up in the pharmacy that your parents own? Um, But that's what happens. So Lee ends up in his, in his parents pharmacy and they're trying to get like a a lot of it is trying to get a few supplies, but mostly get um, uh, what's the pill medication for yeah heart medication for this guy that's with them. Yeah. Larry, so Larry doesn't die of a heart attack because Larry is angry all the time yep. and also has a bad heart. Mm-hmm. Am I missing anything? Um, let me see. I, From I need the to, first episode. Yeah. I, need I to, believe afterwards, don't you go with Glenn and Carly to this area? I don't remember why you go there. I don't remember what it is, but then there's that like woman in the top room where you yeah. get there. And she's like suicidal. You try talking her out of it. And then yeah. she eventually shoots herself with your own gun. She grabs from you. No, no, you hand it to her. Shoot you. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Yeah, yeah, you no, that's at the and that's at the that's at or the is hotel. It a choice? No, that's uh, at the motel, so, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you you finally get the you, you go to heart the medicine. heart medicine. Um I, also I'm just gonna bring up the batteries. Um, oh, God. I have to bring up the batteries. Yeah. So sucked. you have, um, let's see, I wrote her name down. You Carly. have Carly and she has a, 
uh, shortwave radio that she's trying to figure out how to work. And she's like, I just can't figure out how to work this. <laughs> and you pick it up and you flip it over and you go, Oh, there's no batteries in it. And she goes, Oh, okay. And then you, you know, one of your like side quests is that you can find her batteries and you do, and you give her the batteries. She's like, no, it's still not working. And you flip it over and you open it up and you're like, it's cause you put the batteries in backwards. And it was at this point. And I'm like, she should die because she deserves I, to die. I don't want her in my group. The woman who's like, I don't know how to use batteries. They're just too confusing. I'm like, I don't know if she'll make a good companion. Yeah. It, but she's in your group for, well, I guess you can choose between her and Doug. I chose her. I Doug did. seemed like a loser. I did too. I'm like, Oh, let's see what else she can't figure out. That's simple. I think that's actually one of the very few places where this actually branches very much though. Choosing between her and Doug. Does yeah, it, it does. though? Well, I mean, it branches in that you get, you know, one or the other. Yeah. So well, what know. also happens is because I did my first playthrough, I played with Carly. My second one, I did Doug. And I don't remember specifically what Carly does other than just being a good shooter. And that's but, all she does. Yeah. But what I do remember is that when you pick Doug, I remember during the second episode, which we'll get there soon, he plays a role in there. I'll let you keep going with the episode. Yeah. One, so. But. At end of the day, you get out of the 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 pharmacy. Now, I think one thing I do want to talk about this game is like I thought this game was so obviously rated uh, MA. It's a mature game, um, primarily just because they curse a lot, um, like a lot, uh, f- and sometimes almost in ways that I was like, oh, that's, that seems kind of weird um, is it possibly because the writing wasn't fantastic it could be because the writing's not fantastic um but i thought this game had four or five episodes of violence that were just so over the top um that they they seemed incredibly out of place and one of them's here where you you realize that the key is like I'm- uh in your dead brother's well he's not a dead he's a zombie he's pinned down um in his pocket and you have to kill him with an axe i'm just gonna stop you there because i don't know for some reason i really enjoyed cutting my brother's head off in that game i don't know oh you're not sure why yeah it was some weird thing that it really i really enjoyed it i'm like "Hmm, yeah there were four or five episodes i mean like the thing is too is it's not like hey Every, every other zombie in the entire game, you're like, oh, I stepped on their head. It crumbled like an egg. And, you know, they're dead. The axe, I, you had to hit him, what, like Four three times. times, five times? is like, funk into your brother. <laughs> funk. <laughs> I'm like, this is gross. Uh, and that was by far not the only time that happened. Right. And it just seemed incredibly out of place in this there game. There were some weird things where it's like, do, 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 do. Oh, hey, now we're going to saw an arm off. Like, uh-huh. oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Oh, you're going to dig up a dead dog. <laughs> like, anyway, so you get out of the pharmacy and then you make your way uh, to a motel. And, and the next the next chapter, uh, chapter two starts off in the motel um, three months later, I believe. Is that that right? So sorry, just to go back a little bit. No, please. The one thing that I there was like, I will say that. I mean, I, I disliked this game, but it wasn't after I, about the second episode, I'm like, I can at least play this. I put the yeah. like, walkthrough away. I'm like, whatever. It's not the best game I played, but it's certainly not the worst. No, but there were parts of this game that 
I hated with a passion. And one of them was at the end of the first episode. And it was the, okay, we've got to get to the girl in the hotel. So now all of a sudden there's a bunch of weird puzzles that don't make sense. And I'm not puzzles, but like, okay, we've got to break the window. Well, can we just break the window? No, because we've got to go over there and get something that that's behind that zombie. Okay, and to do that, you've got to grab this pillow that's on the other side of the parking lot, and oh, you got. I never would have found that pillow. There that was pillow just, was in the most obnoxious yeah. place. And there was a couple times uh, that was the one that sticks out to me the most, where it was like, you know, it went from a game where you're like, you just kind of walk to like, okay, now we've got to solve pu- like essentially puzzles that don't make sense. Yeah. Um, you know, like you have to do this in a very specific way or you're going to get eaten. And I hated that. Yeah. Well, and I think that part of that too was that the the interface when you were making decisions wasn't wasn't great, but it wasn't awful. Um it, it worked out okay. Um like I had a lot of weird um like camera issues like for me and Vinny said he never saw this but i think you did call yeah where i'm like why have i been staring at these characters crotches for the last 30 <laughs> seconds and then it would like pan over a little bit and then pan back i'm like and it happened dozens of times yeah, it happened a couple times to me i'm like <laughs> I, I think we need to be up a little boy yeah, but- <laughs> a little up my, my eyes are up here yeah. my eyes are up here um but then also like when you actually had to move your character around the movement of your character was incredibly strange. It almost seemed to happen like on a different plane than the game was playing on, or you'd like run up to a rake and because you couldn't step over a rake, you just kind of like jitter against it and he wouldn't put his foot down. He'd like skate around on one foot. Um, movement was, was hard. Um, it's a 2012 game though. I'll give it that. I also so, believe the engine it was built on was pretty poorly designed. I, so I'm shocked that it had an engine. I don't yeah. know how it would have worked, yeah. but my my favorite thing that we learned about the engine is the engine doesn't have a physics engine. There's no physics in this game. So if they wanted to drop something, it wasn't like a normal game where you just say like, "Hey, here's an object, and I drop it, and it has gravity." It was literally like, hey, I want to drop something. We have to animate that entire thing dropping yeah. um, in I order to. It goes across all Telltale games, too. It's not until just pretty recently. One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and like Colby and I were like kind of willing to let this go. When I first started playing this, I thought the game was actually from 2007. <laughs> and so I was giving it like a pretty wide like, hey, yeah, 2007 was a long time ago. I'm willing to overlook a lot of things from a 2007 game. And then I was like, oh, no, actually, from a, it's from 2012. And Colby's like, hey, wasn't The Last of Us from 2013? <laughs> and that's what I want to say. Like, I understand that The Last of Us and Walking Dead are completely different games. Um I'm, I'm aware of that, but just, they both have zombies in them. Story wise, yeah. like I look at The Walking Dead, and I felt nothing the entire time. I'm like, oh, I, I mean, literally from the get go, I'm like, let's see, uh, Lee is either going to die or they're going to find out that he is immune to zombies. I was positive yeah. of it. Lo One and, of the two. Lo and behold, I was right. Whereas with The Last of Us, I was a hundred percent sure I knew how that game ended. Yep, And I was completely wrong. And like that game made, I I told Cliff that that game, the last of us made me feel more in 
the 15 minute opener than 10 hours of the walking dead did same um for a game that is purely story-based i i was very much like this is incredibly hackneyed writing that i i think like an eighth grader would do and i just don't the the problem too is that it's it's the writing's not terrific but at the same time like the other problem with it is is the game we're actually going to talk about this in a second. Um, The game foreshadows so heavily that if you're paying attention at all, you know, what's going to happen and you may not know exactly what's going to happen. Are you telling me that the farmers are bad? Yeah, I know it's shocking. That one threw me for a loop. The people that are essentially like twirling their mustaches and going, (laughs) we're bad. It, the game, like the animation is so over the top. When someone looks surprised, it's like the wolf whistle from like, you know, old Warner Tech Brothers cartoon. Yeah, I can see like their entire eye. They're like the size of golf balls. Um, and and like whenever they foreshadow something, it's the most like, hey, <laughs> nudge, nudge, foreshadowing, nudge, nudge in that nothing surprised me. Like I, I, why don't you come back to our farm for some food? There's nothing (laughs) wrong with it. We promise it'll just be for food. Also don't go into the barn. We keep stuff in there and we don't like people looking around. I'm like, Oh, they're bad. And (laughs) that was basically like, I mean, what those people were like from three seconds in, I'm like, Oh, they're bad. Uh, uh-huh. There are a lot of things in this game where I'm like, this is just bad. The thing anyway, is, we'll, I would argue uh, that I think it's all good. I, I, I don't think necessarily it being predictable makes it a bad story. Uh, like, I, isn't I that the definition of a bad story? I think something can be predictable and still be good. I'm just saying that this was predictable and it wasn't good. See, like, I don't know. When I was playing, I personally felt like the relationship between Clementine and Lee very much developed over all five episodes. And, and, and I, I really think it that they it, it made me feel emotion towards them, along with Kenny coming in with, you know, either he's notoriously to be a jerk. But the thing is, is that he's doing it all just to save his family, which is why when you brought up earlier that at the end, he eventually just goes off. I don't think he's going off because you maybe did one bad thing out of eight. I think that's him just going crazy and saying, screw everyone because I'm going crazy right now. And I understand. And I'm trying to protect my family. I understand that, but he was doing that while his, I mean, he just seemed to be like that constantly. Like you were set up to like, this is Kenny. He's going to be your friend because you don't really want to choose um, other lady who's, uh, let's see, Lily. Like it was very much set yeah. up like you want to choose um, Kenny. But then like throughout the game, Kenny's constantly screwing you over. Like there's at least three times where you're like, I've got to reach for something because a zombie's on top of me. And you look over to Kenny and Kenny's like, yeah, I'm just going to walk over here. He's and, also the one that saved you in the first episode when Larry kicked you and left you dead. So, I mean, there's that too. I, but like, <laughs> the game would have been over then. <laughs> I will agree with you that like the, the, the relationship between Clementine and Lee wasn't bad, but I think the problem is, is that every other relationship 
was bad. Was. And so it, it all felt like all of the characters and like, I don't, I, in all honesty, don't necessarily need characters that span five episodes. Like if you had kind of put in like people here and there that you meet, I think I probably would have. I mean, that's like who, who Ben was, wasn't it? I mean, we're not there yet, but that was like Ben and his friend and his hiking buddies. No, yeah. Literally, Ben starts right now and he goes all the way through the end of the game. Yeah, Ben starts in the second episode and is there until... He- I'm pretty sure he can die pretty early on, too, because I think he did with me, where Kenny is, says, hey, you should leave him, and then yeah, you can, he can leave him. <laughs> he can die in... But I don't think he can die until episode... Like, the end of episode I thought four. It was three. Yeah. Maybe not. I, and there's actually... like There's some stuff I want to say about how the game deals with dead people but i don't want to talk about it until chapter three because yeah. that's when everybody dies spoilers that's that's foreshadowing in case you're wondering that's the that, game uh, that's that's foreshadowing anyway so start up chapter two you and uh kenny are wandering in the woods looking for food because you've been at the motel for uh three months now you're running out of food because there's a bunch of people there now you've got lily you've got her dad you've got mark um, don't forget mark, mark. Mark, the the nerdy dude with the glasses, you've got um, uh, what's her name's there with you still, uh, Carly. Like the, the, the place is just, you know, full of that in an RV. And so you're out hunting and you run across um, three different uh, people, Ben and then uh, let's see. Travis and David, they're out wandering the woods. I think David's a professor. The other two are students. And you're like, hey, guys, come back with us to the motel. And David gets uh, stuck in a bear trap because bear traps. Yeah. Um, and this is the second time where the game just gets gory, where you you can I think you can just leave David there, which probably was actually the smart thing to do. Maybe. I don't know. Um, or you can cut off his leg with an axe, you which is also apparently not cut off his leg. Interesting. I th- and, and does that just leave him? No, I think you can save him, but I could not figure out how. I, I read somewhere that you can save him, and then something happens and he dies anyway. Yeah. Um, but and, and that's like, the reality. I think that there is some way to save his leg, but like literally, when I kind of looked into it, it didn't say how. It was just like, or you can save his leg. I also yeah. want to point out that in my, because I wrote down all the names of the people, I have Ben's name as Paul. And I thought Ben's <laughs> name was Paul until about the third episode for I'm like, Oh, huh. It's Ben. <laughs> Cause that's apparently how much I cared about Ben. Anyway, you, uh, you cut off his leg. This is another one of those big decision points. You can cut off his leg or not, but it doesn't matter because as soon as you get him back to the camp, he dies. Um, obviously because you chopped off his leg with an ax. Like I'm going to point out that in this world, cutting off a limb is essentially like stubbing a toe. Spoiler True. alerts. True. <laughs> um, Travis also dies. I think he gets eaten by zombies. I don't know. He trips on a rock. He trips and <laughs> it doesn't matter. But you get back to the uh, the hotel and everyone's mad because you brought another mouth to feed. Ben's kind of a, uh, you know, Ben's Ben's not great in this game. He He's a high school student and frankly, he kind of plays like one. So um, you spend a lot of time, you know, giving up food because Lily's mad that nobody trusts her because her dad's a, jackass um and eventually there is a a zombie attack you you have to to defend off and after that you 
you some some folks like kind of enter and uh it's Andy and Dan. And Andy and Dan are the most shifty looking like they're they're animated in a way that they're shifty looking like they they're constantly like side glancing they're constantly kind of like whispering with each other and the more you talk to them the more crazy you realize they are anyway they have a dairy farm and y'all are going back to the dairy farm because they have they have food for everyone they have food for everyone and cattle worry about don't look in the barn yeah so you get you go to the farm and the farm's fine you spend a lot of time um, fixing a swing, like a lot of time fixing a swing, which leads me to, I believe my favorite line of dialogue in the entire game. Colby pointy. (laughs) I didn't have to look that up. I remember that line. (laughs) I think we both ran across that line and immediately texted it to the other person. Hmm, Pointy, Um, which is in reference to a uh, board that would not be suitable to make a swing. with. I also like, I want to say that like throughout this entire game, like, well, at least until like the third chapter, people are like, yo, you better not tell him your, your past. You better keep that a secret. Yeah, like, yeah. They might care. And then in the third chapter, like maybe you should tell people your past. Cause <laughs> immediately. and then it turns out that people are like, Oh yeah, no, I don't care. Yeah, cool. So you murdered a guy. That's, that's all right. <laughs> um, but, uh, I think I'd be more worried about the dude who's just wandering around camp looking at stuff and then just talking to himself out loud. Like I kind of wish that had been internal dialogue because you look like an insane person. A lot of this game, (laughs) like, huh? Glue. I don't have much use for that. Huh? Huh? Nails. No, can't use those. I'm like, if someone was doing that in camp, I'm like, we really need to talk about Lee because he just looked at a board and went, Hmm. Pointy, pointy, and just walked <laughs> off. Well, and also, I think that's the thing that that really I thought was strange about this game is that I would think that in the zombie apocalypse, you would hoard every single thing you could run across. Like I, like you the fact that they four, you're like, well, I don't know, yeah. I'm going to need these cigarettes, but I guess we'll go. Or batteries, you're like, there are batteries in the store, and we didn't immediately grab the batteries. That wasn't the first thing we found. Um, but the other thing that I think is kind of weird, and I mean, I guess you can say, hey, three months have gone past, but it seemed like people turned into zombies really fast in this game. It went from, um, you know, day one, not many zombies, to day three, there being a huge amount of it zombies. probably would do that, though. Like, if you look at X. No, 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 no. I, I 100% think that that's accurate. Um, if you look at the fact that, I mean, just the number of people that die every day, if you look at um, panic and you look at probably just the number of people that commit suicide and every time someone dies, they come back as a zombie. So, you know, there's more zombies killing people, so on and so forth. But what that doesn't explain is why there's no food anywhere. Like, if you look at like I did the math based on real life Savannah, they end up in Savannah. There were only 30 people alive in Savannah and there are apparently no supplies like who ate all of them. Um, anyway, uh, so do, do zombies starve to death because they um, do. So how long does it take a zombie to starve to death? Apparently quite a while. Um, like I got really deep into the research of zombies because I was very curious. Like, like this just doesn't seem accurate to me. <laughs> but like the, the kid in the attic. I mean, how long had he been there? Well, see, but the kid in the attic didn't, have he wasn't, he wasn't a zombie that starved to death. He was a kid Can, that starved to death and died. So because uh, of the way he died, uh, okay. he was weak already. Okay. That makes sense. I, I'm like, 
can we just wait them out? Well, that's, initially that was my thought. I'm like, how long do we just have to like, you know, go up in a church tower to, to you know, for the zombie apocalypse to end? Anywho, um, after we fix the swing and uh, Clem remembers it and I don't know, Mama St. John smiles, um, me and uh, Mark go out to, to repair the fence where Mark gets shot. With a crossbow yeah, well. and takes an arrow through the shoulder and kind of goes, huh? Yeah, they, they're a lot of the wounds in this game. They're either like, well, that was horrific because, you know, of course, getting your leg chopped off would or like eh, I took an arrow to the shoulder. But like, I'll be fine. I'll, I'll you take, can shake that off. Yeah, It'll be all right. Walk it off, Mark. You'll be good. So you take Mark back to the house and uh Mama St. John, um, who is frankly just as creepy as her kids, um, is like, no, don't you worry. We'll take him inside and and take care of him. No, you can't see him again. He's resting. like Resting, sleeping. Also, again, just apropos of nothing, don't go in the barn. No, like, barn is off limits. It's a lot of sentimental value, and we just don't like it in the barn. Yeah, yep. Um, so anyway, eventually you... You go in the barn. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. You're skipping when you go out to look for the people who attack. Oh, right. Yeah. You you go looking for the the, the raiders that that so uh, they I, had a trade agreement. The, the dairy had a trade agreement with some folks in the woods. I have a question, Benny. You've played all three of the games, right? Yep. I haven't finished the last one yet, Do, but pretty close. Does Jolene come up in any other game? So Jolene is the creepy lady who you meet in. No, no. So jo, is Jolene the lady you shoot? She's yeah. not the lady you shoot, right? Yeah. Jolene's lady you shoot. Did you not see my funny joke in the Google doc? So who's the, who's the lady that uh, was filming? That's Jolene. She's dead, right? Yeah. But does, does that come up in any other game? Because I don't think so. Okay. No. <laughs> like I'm like, curious. it just seemed real strange that, Jolene had a camp and was spying on uh, Clementine and stole her hat. And that's She's it. Dead. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you find Jolene and uh, in a very suspicious manner, you're like talking Jolene down and uh, uh, Danny St. John just shoots her right in the face. Like everything's okay. And then she's dead. Um, you're like, all right, whatever. Um, you go back to camp and, and, uh, and Kenny is very suspicious about the barn in a very Kenny foreshadowing kind of way. Um, there's something wrong with the barn. We got to find out what's in the barn. But unfortunately, uh, Andrew St. John's also in the barn because the cow is having a baby. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Thank goodness yeah. we have a veterinarian. Yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah so so the veterinarian's there so they have to distract him so you can unscrew a latch after finding a uh multi-tool to get in the this room and so you do that you open the door and like was your immediate thought just like oh hey this is probably where they slaughter things 
Because I no, my immediate thought is like, oh, this is where they cut up people because these are shifty characters who are obviously yeah. shifty. Like, I wasn't like, oh, this is probably where they do the deer that they killed. I'm like, oh yeah, this is a hundred percent where they killed people. I'm guessing Mark is one of them. <laughs> my biggest question was, is like, who like find your? I mean, I guess spoilers. They're killing people and eating them. Um, I'd be okay with that. Like, yeah, it, I mean, it's fine. It's food at this point in time. Like, there's going to be no, like, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, as long as well, the thing us. is, about this episode specifically, and I know I'm kind of getting ahead of myself now, yeah, but fine. with this episode specifically, you guys are talking about how you're surprised that they're not more skeptical of these people. If if I were in a zombie apocalypse three months in, I wouldn't be assuming people are already going out and eating each other. See, and I, <laughs> you know, I, I, so, I've worked with the public enough that I assume day two people are eating each other. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the thing is, is like I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't assume that people are eating each other. But I mean, these dudes were so shifty. I like they, I was told, like, don't go into the barn. Like on the third time, I'd be like, what's in the barn? Talk yeah. about the barn, which which is why they went and investigated it, though, right? Yeah, but I think the thing is, is walking back with these people, I would have gotten there and gone like, you know, there's just something wrong with these people. You know, when you meet someone and you're like, there's just something wrong. Like they waved across the street. I'm like, those dudes are up to no good. (laughs) True. (laughs) But what was their, their, what was their alternative? Staying at the motel, yo. With no no food food and gas. They had the RV. Oh, they did have to get gas. You are right. They had no food. They had no gas. What was their next step? I think the next step is to kill both those dudes and (laughs) go back to their their barn and eat them. Yeah. Anyway. So they, I think the thing that shocked me was not that they had a killing barn. It was that it was so filthy. Like who kills something and then just leaves blood <laughs> everywhere. Like, you know, they're, they make it this big deal, you know, that like, man, you gotta, if you, you kill someone like the, the right way to, to kill a, a meat human is like, you cut off their legs, you cut off their arms, you got to keep them alive or else the meat goes bad. I'm like, yeah, but like there's sepsis in your, your <laughs> barn there because you just left blood everywhere. So you've got generators. So you've got a fridge that meat will stay for a while. <laughs> also, there's other ways. Like, I mean, I, I don't know if the writers knew this, but there weren't refrigerators for a long time and people still managed to cook and eat meat. <laughs> Like, it's not like you, like you got a deer and you had to cut its legs off and keep it alive or else, you know, I mean, to I be fair, mean, not many people know that. True. Like I wouldn't know how to keep meat going. Well, <laughs> but you would, if you were a farmer, Perhaps, you know, maybe I, yeah. I guess the thing to me too, is I still maintain there is food out there. Like there, <laughs> we didn't eat all the food in the first three months. Like, which actually brings up another question. Do animals turn into zombies when they die? I don't believe so. Because I didn't, I only saw one dog and it was dead. So there's a lot of food running around. Yeah, right. It just doesn't seem that hard. Well, I mean, that's the thing too is like you get hungry, you'll eat a rat, you'll eat a bunny, yeah. you'll eat. I mean, like not to be I just gross, said that I would but eat people on the second day. I like, mean, the thing is, is like people have pets. Yeah. Pets are made of food. Um, yeah. I mean, you should you should eat all the dogs before you start. Well, maybe not. <laughs> We'll see. Maybe I'll eat all the cats anyway. Um, anyway, we we find the you know the slaughterhouse in the barn, which was not sanitary, and, was not smart, and we were pretty okay with it because they just like, really pretty chill with it. Yeah, we're like, oh, that does make sense that it's for the deers and stuff that you hunt. Okay, 
But clean up after yourselves, people. Like, why couldn't you tell us that in the first place? Like, uh, you seem real like cagey about this barn when you could have just said like, oh, that's where we slaughter deer and stuff that we catch. I don't know. There wasn't heads in it. It wasn't like Sin City or anything. Yeah, I think that you could have just said that at the get go and it would have alleviated a lot of our worries about this barn. <laughs> anyway, right. it's it's dinner time. We go inside. Um, they're sitting down to a very nice family meal. And but but Lee is suspicious because he's found the, the slaughter barn and uh, he's like, I got to go wash my hands. <laughs> Sorry, which like. You you wash your hands, right, guys? Like it's something you do every yeah. day. Nope. Does it ever take you longer <laughs> than ten minutes? I would just think that maybe someone might notice when I walked upstairs. Especially I was thinking because I'm pretty sure the person at the ed- end of the table could have seen me through the doorway that I had to go past, and and if they didn't see you when you walk upstairs, they probably would have noticed when, why, why is someone moving furniture upstairs? <laughs> Long- Man, Lee really likes to wash his hands. Well, he's, he's a just, like a doctor and there's all those weird, those, there's weird noises upstairs. And the only person up there is Mark, Mark, who you cannot see because he is resting. Damn it. <laughs> um, anyway, you find a secret, passageway mark is inside mark has no legs nope. <laughs> color colby shocked and uh you you have to get back downstairs really really fast because you don't want to have to tell clementine later that she ate part of mark see i think again if everyone's hungry i'm just like mark mark is you know greater good kind of thing just let people enjoy their mark and then just go like hey guys um we should leave. I'm not going to say why. Just we should leave and don't don't ask questions. Mark's not here. Mark's still sleep. Dude took a like a big big arrow to the shoulder. Uh, yeah. Like he needs his rest. He's probably going to need antibiotics because like that's got gangrene, yo. Yeah. Like I um, I think I just let him eat Mark. I mean, Mark's already lost his legs. He can't reattach them. Yeah. It it didn't it didn't go well. So now I don't I don't remember. Did anyone kill Mark or is Mark a, a no legged yeah, zombie Mark now? Died because that's who got mama farm hand. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Anyway, you run you run away. It's it's not great. Um uh what's her name shows up in the nick of time um after you didn't come back. Uh Carly and uh I don't remember who was with Carly. Did you guys kill Andy and Danny or did you just let him be? <sighs> I killed them. I at least the second playthrough I did. You know, I don't remember. I'm not sure if I did or not. I I might have. I let him live because I think at that point in time I didn't care. Yeah, it, it may have taken a, a strong apathy. And, uh, yeah, like, I, I, but I, I, I will say for like the first two episodes of this game, there was a lot of apathy on my part. I'm like, whatever. Like, yeah, I I I, I don't. I really don't remember. Honestly, anyway, you, you, uh, so, but I guess that's the thing is like, you don't have the, the opportunity to kill him yet because you have not been captured and put in a meat locker. Oh, right. My bad. Yeah. yeah. And the, the worst part about the meat locker is not that you're stuck in a meat locker. It's that you are stuck in a meat locker with Larry. Larry is a six foot four old guy who is hundred percent muscle and angry constantly. Larry should be played by George C. Scott. I don't yes. like that's I'm pretty sure who it is. Angry George C. Scott. 
And and perhaps like I I think this was one of the most interesting decisions you had to make in this game. You have to choose if Larry lives or dies, and by that I mean Larry dies either way. So um, this is my main problem with this game. Well, not all right, problem. this is one of my problems with this game. There are not enough options. Yeah, like, it's pretty much like should we kill him or should we continue doing CPR? Where I'm like, hey, here's a, an idea. Like let's just try CPR. Like you know, uh, Kenny, you just sit there with the cinder block above your head. If uh, things go poorly, just have at it. Not like, you know, I think like we may be able to save him, but let's just cinder block him just in case. And there were so many times in this game where I'm like a normal person. There would be an option to just be like, hey, guys, let's not go batshit crazy right now. There's a better way to do this. But instead, I've given the two options of like, well, you can kill Larry or you can't but he's probably going to die anyway. And I'm like, well, again, just maybe say like, hold off. Don't cinder block him just yet. Let's see if we can, you know, maybe resurrect him. Yeah. Larry so has a heart attack. Yeah. I'd say that's the- probably a uh, consequence of it just being an older game and probably the first of its. I'm not going to say the first, cause that's always hard to say, yeah. but one of the first of, you know, the make your own choice kind of, straight narrative uh games because i will say in other walking dead games specifically the walking dead games there are more than just option a and option b it it just very very much felt like me like people always complain about uh like morality games where it's like do you want to save the bunny rabbit or do you want to burn the orphanage down choose your decision you're like well this one's bad and this one's good but like Maybe there should be a third option. And that's yeah. very much how it was a lot of gray felt like I'm like this. This isn't a normal response to any of this. And I understand that, you know, there might not be normal responses in the zombie apocalypse. But I don't know. Maybe just maybe there should be a little bit of like, hey, everyone just take a chill pill. Like, I don't have to side with Kenny or Lily. I've got a better idea. But instead, I'm just like, do you want the shit sandwich or the other shit sandwich and i'm yeah, like right um however there is also points in the game and this is kind of good backtracking again because like i said i'm all over the place because <laughs> i haven't played in a year but uh like in the first episode i remember there's the part where there's the in- big argument between everybody there is the choice where you can say hey i'm with kenny hey i'm with larry or no i'm in between and a yep. lot of the times when there's dialogue choices Within the entire game, you can just stay silent. I did, however, choose one of those once, and then Kenny yelled at me and told me I had to choose. I'm like, obviously, I don't because I can stay silent, but it then made me choose. I uh, I chose the the option to remain silent quite a few times because I got bored of the dialogue options and was reading Twitter when I didn't realize there was another choice. That, that was, um, I, I will say that, like... I'm not a super fast reader, but I'm a pretty decent reader. And there were a couple times where like, by the time that I had, you know, taken the time to read all four options and then was trying to decide like, which of these options do I want to go by? I'm like, Oh crap. I have like a, you know, 10th of a second left. Just choose one Um, on, on decisions that seemed like maybe I could have had a couple more seconds to choose from. It wasn't like, you know, dodge out of the way of this moving car or decide what you want to do. It was like, right. They asked me a question and it's like, you got two seconds to decide. I'm like, okay, guess we're going to go so, with this first one I read. So out of curiosity, did, uh, did you salt lick, uh, Larry or not salt, salt lick, lick Larry block? Oh, yeah, it was a salt lick. Um, 
does it matter? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know it's both ways, but like it's it's not one of those. It's pretty what much are what you're referring to. Sorry, I don't. I'm missing. Mary, he's one. he's the he's uh, Lily's dad. He was the kind of grumpy yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. So so the option is to continue CPR or Salt Lake Larry. And if you continue CPR, Kenny doesn't care and Salt Licks him anyway. Drops so, out his head and oh, you're talking about the cinder block. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. it's a Salt Lake. I, I keep it was a Salt Lake. Gotcha. Which I want to say, like, I don't know much about the human anatomy, but like the heaviest Salt Lick I could find online was 50 pounds. I don't think you could crush a human skull like that with a like, like down to nothing. <laughs> that, that was yeah. like a cartoonish, like Monty Python foot stomp on his head. <laughs> I, I did enjoy though, that immediately after, after uh, crushing his head with the salt, like you're like, Oh, Hey Lily. Um, do you know if your dad had any change in his pockets? Mm. Ask, but <laughs> apparently you can also steal his wife's wedding ring if uh, you look through his box. I didn't realize that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you use the the coin to climb. Way. Yeah, you use his uh, the the coin in his pocket to unscrew a uh, AC unit and send uh, Phillips. You right, <laughs> you send uh, Clementine through a an empty hole into God knows what. Luckily, it's not you know terrible you you just send i guess you just send clem into the slaughter room <laughs> uh and after that yeah again you have the the choice of killing the brothers uh mark comes back and kill i mean like these are again you know tough decisions it doesn't matter because like you leave it, it, they never come back anyway like i mean yeah. if you don't kill them they're still gonna die you just don't have the blood on your hands i guess yep and then as we reach the end of chapter two, my God, we've been going for an hour at the end of chapter two. Um, and three, you have, you, you have the biggest decision in the entire game that you don't know about. Um, that doesn't matter. It makes little sense. Uh, you you're walking back to the hotel and you find a station wagon. Now the station wagons, uh, interior lights are on doors, are um, open. doors are open and Everyone goes like, oh, my gosh, that station wagon is full of stuff. Should we take it? Big decision. And Clementine very obviously does not want you to because it, it belongs to somebody else. So I chose not to. You chose to, right, Cole? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm like, it's an abandoned vehicle. Like, I guess we could go like, hey, whose is this? Nope. Okay. Ours now. Because, again, zombie apocalypse. Like, yep. normally, like, if I walked up to a car and its car door it was open, I wouldn't be like – let's rummage around inside. Cause obviously the car doors are open. They want me to, but like zombie apocalypse rules are kind of yeah. different. Yeah, that's fair. That is entirely fair. Uh, did you take the food Vinny? Yep. Wow. Yep. I'm the only person here with any sort of morals. Um, I did not take the food, but it doesn't matter because Kenny takes the food anyway. Um, and that is the end of uh, chapter two. So, uh, we now move on to chapter three, which I have to load up in my web browser first. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Chapter three, the long road ahead. So you end up back at the hotel. Um, there's all sorts of, you know, let's see, wait, ghost town. What the, where are we? Okay. So, oh yeah. Yeah. So it, it, the, I forget the game starts with you and Kenny, uh, wandering around the city, trying to, um, 
get food, right? Um, there's a tough choice whether to shoot a woman who's being eaten by zombies or not. Doesn't matter. Um, totally did you did sh- not shoot her? I also did not shoot her. Um, it, the the decision is is you can shoot her and end her suffering, or not shoot her and she'll attract a bunch of zombies to her, so you can loot a store for longer. Um, which you do. You go back to the hotel, and Lily will tell you that somebody has been stealing supplies. Da da da. Can I just interrupt real quick? Yeah, sure. Is my thought so. And I'm not trying to take a dig here at either of you. However, I remember earlier someone, I don't remember who, I think it was Colby Bro, said We're it, the same person, was, Vinny, it doesn't matter. That's true. You guys are, I mean, even look alike. But uh, we, we were talking about earlier how we didn't, you guys didn't mind, you would have liked more people that weren't in it for five episodes. Mm-hmm. However, a lot of the people that we're talking about aren't in it for five episodes. And then afterwards you say that you're mad that they aren't in it for five episodes. No, no, I'm mad that they're not in it for less time and matter. Like there's a ton of transient people that you don't care at all about. They have no impact on the story. And I think that's the thing too, is like, I I wouldn't mind less, or I wouldn't mind if they came and go, came and went, but like they didn't matter when they did. Like I want it to be kind of not necessarily that I want them to matter, but like, push the story forward or something like that. It just seems like there's a lot of people who are just kind of there for no reason other to be killed. I think the thing is, is this the lady we're talking about here actually has more impact on the store. Well, theoretically more impact on the story than almost a lot of these people, because you literally can collect more food if she's there longer, but again, collecting the food doesn't matter. You do have to go back to the the hotel and choose who to divvy the food up to, um, which is kind of a, a strange, a strange thing. You, you're right though. You, you choose to kill her or not. And then you go back to the hotel and you find out that somebody has been stealing um, medicine and that Lily's really mad because you killed her dad. And that she says, I'm not going to deal with, with, uh, you know, do you think you're the only people having to make hard decisions anymore? You're not. I'll show you how hard it is. You have to, to divvy up the food. And you end up with like four or five like granola bars. For and you Yeah, and you have to choose how to do it. Now the the logical way would be to break them in half and and give them to people, but that's not an option. So you have to make these decisions, which again, they're like, Kenny will remember that if you give some to duck, um, you know, they like it. If you give it to Clementine, um, you know, some people refuse it. If you give it to them, but it doesn't matter because you're getting in the RV in a minute anyway. Well, and, and that's also the problem is that like, you know, you've got to make the hard decision of giving, who do you want to give the food to? And then you go to give some food to someone and they're like, uh, no, I'm good. You know, give it, give it to the kids. I'm like, okay, well, you just made my decision a lot easier. So- I do love it though. If you've already given it to duck and then you give it to Kenny, Kenny's like, Oh shoot. Yeah. I'll eat that granola bar. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, it's one of those things that it was set up as like, this is going to be a really hard decision. I'm like, I don't think it is. Like, no, not at all. Um, the next thing you have to do, though, is uh, determine who it is that's been stealing um, the medicine, the medicine from from the camp. And it really just kind of involves you talking to people and them getting mad because you don't trust them. Um, that's when you tell them that you are a murderer. Yeah, exactly. But that's that's. Hey, I understand what it's like to steal medicine because once. I killed a man. I killed a man. Now it was a crime of passion, but I killed a man. Again, um, I say it's the zombie apocalypse. I really don't care about your backstory. If you're in my group, like as long as you're not going to kill me now, like 
Cool. We've yeah. lived together for three months and, and you haven't killed anyone else as far as I can tell. So it's probably okay. And like, you're like an English professor, man. Like it's all that's good. What, that's what Carly, that's what Carly said in the first episode too. That conversation did happen yeah. with Carly and Lee in the uh, back room. She's like, I don't care what happened to you in your past. Yeah. Yep. We're here now. Yeah. So Carly actually was one of my favorite characters in this game. Um, we'll get to chapter four in a minute. Um, maybe it's in this chapter. Yeah, I don't know. Three. Just good, good, good. Oh, yeah. Chapter next part, argument on the road. Anyway, you eventually find out that Ben made some sort of weird deal. No, no, no you don't. Oh, oh, you're right. You don't. You don't find that I forgot. like the fourth episode. Apologies. Yeah. Forget what I said. We won't spoil our spoilers. Anyway, a bunch of <laughs> uh, kind of thugs show up and, and they want their medicine. Why, why, you know, why aren't you giving your medicine? Because Lee had found it out like in a, like hollowed out brick or something. Um, and, and they want it and, uh, they attack and you, you have to shoot a bunch of people that attack you. Unfortunately, that brings the zombies. Um, do you think it's really strange that you can shoot a gun a lot of the time and absolutely nothing will happen unless it's uh, significant to the plot? Anyway, I also enjoy like, okay, we got to be quiet for the zombies. Clementine, Clementine, where are you? I'm like, shut up, dude. You just said to be quiet. Like maybe you shouldn't be shouting constantly. Like yeah, yeah. seems to kind of forget like the rules to the zombie apocalypse that they're in. There's no rules. Uh, Anyway, so now we've got to get in the RV uh, to uh, to get going away from here. An argument ensues. The only and part of this entire game where I was like, "Huh, that kind of surprised me." I did not. I I didn't. A hundred percent did not see this coming. Anyway, uh, I I think that uh, Kenny says like, "Oh, I I, I suppose we should mention too." Um, duck duck gets, bitten. gets bitten, and I was like. Oh man, can he just turn to a zombie now so we can step on his head and leave him behind? But no, you got to drag sick duck around for a little while because apparently it's only an instantaneous thing some of the time. Well, if you, um, yeah. It's not instantaneous. If you die, True. it's instantaneous. Yeah, that's very fair. Very fair. Anyway, duck is bitten. Katya is, is beside herself with grief. Um, there's many, an argument happens in the RV and Kenny, I think says like, if you guys don't start arguing, I'm going to stop this RV and turn it back around and go back to the hotel and dump people there. That's how I remember it. Anyway, you step outside. Well, they, it, there's a little bit of an argument because she's trying to figure the Lily's trying to figure out who gave the medicine, Who's, who gave the medicine. And, and so you step outside and she, she is sure, absolutely sure that it was, uh, that it was Carly, right? Yep. Yep, she is and you, positive it is Carly. And you know what you do? She shoots Carly right in the damn face. Um, and I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked. It was it was the only thing that the game did not like foreshadow into oblivion. I was absolutely surprised and kind of mad. I really liked Carly as a character. I thought she was like they kind of had like a weird like romance thing going on with her and Lee. And she seemed to be like the person that really kind of got him as a character and got who he was. And now she's just dead. Um, did you guys both leave Lily behind? Yeah, I did. I believe so. Yeah. I kind of wish I'd kept her just cause I don't know. Yeah. And I, I left her behind too. And I don't know what happens if you keep her with her. You, I, I assume she just I, dies needlessly. Keep her- do you see her at all when you leave her nope. afterwards? Okay. She so what gone. happens? 
because I I either did this on one of my playthroughs or I saw it somewhere else. What ends up happening? Fast forwarding a little bit when everyone's outside near the the train, which we're gonna get there. She steals your RV oh. before oh. you guys can do anything, and she just leaves. She's like, "Screw you guys." Which is interesting because I swear that I read that in is it four hundred days? Is that like the DLC. Yeah, that's like eh, a DLC kind yeah. of doesn't really have to do with the. I swear one. that it said that in the DLC that if you like, if you hear it mentioned or something that like they found her body on the road and had been attacked by zombies or hmm. something. I maybe yeah, maybe she. That, but I, I swear that that's what it's. Well, progress does carry over from your yeah. playthrough in season one to four hundred days and throughout <laughs> the entire series. Yeah. She probably so. got out of the RV. Maybe she had to pee. It's you know it happens. Yeah. Um. Anyway, again, it doesn't matter. She has a bathroom in it. Maybe it didn't. Maybe it was full. Like I don't know. Like I don't. I don't know if RV dumps like work in the future in the yeah, zombie right. apocalypse. Who knows? Well, no. Or that, how do you? You can just dump it wherever. Like you can just unscrew <laughs> that thing and just be like, it's just going on the road because it's a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Who was it? That was it. Like, it seems like some rapper, Coolio, maybe that like did it across the bridge. <laughs> that <laughs> anyway yeah so again it doesn't matter if lily lives or dies because she's just gonna steal your rv and go away anyway um but the nice thing is is you find a train and then spend a ton of time trying to figure out how to get a train moving other one of those things where i'm like oh why do i have to do this like why do i have instructions on how a train works also who was the person that was like well better write down the instructions for how the train works You'd think you'd have to like train on that. (laughs) That's not good. That was accidental. You'd you'd think there would be some sort of uh, program though, that you'd have to to go through before you become a train engineer. I'm just basing all my knowledge off of the Simpsons when they got the monorail, but I remember that being a pretty extensive course. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I like that the way to start a train is like you flip a bunch of incredibly arbitrary switches to like up to square, turn, turn that switch to square. Anyway, the other thing you find in this camp though, is, um, Chuck, the homeless guy, his name is Chuck, right? I've left him like the second he pulled out a guitar and was like, here's Wonderwall. I would have been like, Nope, you're gone out of here. Like, The good news is that and just been like, yeah, cool. I'm glad we found a homeless dude, but I cannot stand a homeless bard that we're going to bring along with us. The good news is that Chuck is also kind of a philosopher and Chuck also has a drinking problem. (laughs) Sure does. Also, Chuck's going to be dead within like 10 minutes. So matter. Uh, You get the train going. The well, I guess like. We won't fo- foreshadow that yet. You get the train going, and you are you are cooking with train. Um, I'm going to try and say this without without giving anything away. But wouldn't you think a train going to Savannah via a train track, track would, would, would be, be faster than a car that was having to dodge a bunch of other cars? Well, I'm not, again, spoiling anything in this, but uh, you would also think considering that at that point in time, there would be a family in that car who was arguing and losing family members that that might have taken some time out of that uh, trip. Well, I'm not, I, I think the thing is too, is I, do you think they had that bowling bag in the car? Or do you think you had to go out and look for that? Maybe These are questions. These are questions that. that will be answered in the future. Um, anyway, I'll, just think I'll about start- that. If you remove the teeth, is that weird? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Just wondering. Um, I mean, are you still buried as a zombie? I'm going to have to 
edit this now. Um, <laughs> this would be our first episode that I have to put as explicit. Um, it's the main question anyway. I want from this is can zombies consent? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you get to uh, a part of the game where there is a giant tanker truck um, across the across the train track. It's just hanging over a bridge. Um, this is also where you will meet uh, Omid and Krista, or as I like to call them, the only two people in this thing that actually survive. Um, that's foreshadowing again. You tag team up with them uh, and they help you. Uh, they help you clear this truck off. But in the meantime, you have to make a decision. And that decision is, uh, no, no, that was, sh- it was, I'm sorry. That's before. Cause the, when you, yeah. When oh, you, you're right. Cause you actually stop the train and then, and then you run into, I apologize. Yes. It's turning. Yeah. That's yeah. You are correct. You have to stop this train because and I'm just Duck's not doing say, so well. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's uh, a little too, you know, it's not as much ceremony, but like trains going pretty fast. If you just throw duck head first, it takes care of two problems. Or Good just, point. just chuck him off the front. You won't have to worry about him becoming a zombie. He can kind of stay with you. Parts of him. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. you uh, you got to you got to stop the train because because duck duck is turning into a zombie. You're right. I forgot. Um, and and so you you take duck out into the woods, oh, and yeah. uh, and and you but his but his mom wants a minute to say goodbye, and by say goodbye. I mean, shoot herself in the head, um, but not shoot duck first. <laughs> Can I say my entire favorite part of this game was the fact that you're like, yeah, Kenny, I'll go and shoot your kid with you. Um, no, stand right next to me while I do it. Like, I'll shoot him, but you're going to watch. Damn you're going like, to watch. You're going to watch your kid's brains come out the back of his head. Don't turn around. So now I guess if you're playing the at home game, now the people that are still alive in this game that you started with Kenny, Ben, Clementine, and Lee. Well, and Chuck, Chuck, but you didn't start him. So in this episode, like you have just murdered a ton of people for no payoff. Like third episode written by JK Rowling. I, right because that's what it felt like to me is it was like they don't understand that like killing a character needs to be impactful and if you kill too many characters in too short of a time it becomes completely not impactful at all unless it has a huge effect on the story which it doesn't at all like yeah i felt bad that katya couldn't deal with life anymore it's a bummer um but i mean there wasn't anything i could do about it like the the game didn't like give me an indication that it's happening. I 100% disagree that it didn't matter. That completely affects Kenny for the entirety of the rest of the game. No, because Kenny's also for any, all the seasons afterwards too, but Kenny's batshit insane. Anyways, it doesn't matter. And like, I mean, not to, not to like throw a wrench at that. Kenny dies. Like, what does it matter? Kenny's dead in two days. It, it, uh, well, it's just (laughs) spoilers for the next 
uh, hundred. That's what I'm saying. Though, it's like, but- yeah, it'll it'll impact how Kenny feels about things. Yeah, he's he's mad about it, but that doesn't affect the plot at all. It's just Kenny ranting and being upset. And, and so and really, Kenny was angry just before, before that, that. because Duck was bit. I mean, like he doesn't really change all that much. I mean, throughout the entire thing, he's just kind of always pissy and angry. My argument towards the entire game, I would say, is that this, the story is more secondary and the characters is what you want to delve yourself into. Because I personally felt extremely awful when Duck died but and when they both took happen. him up. Uh, yeah, I did, 100%. And it still impacted me very much so oh, when it did. Here's the thing. Very much. I would have... I thought that like okay so we have to go old yeller duck and yep. then we go back to the train maybe give it a second before Koch is like ah, you know what i'm gonna shoot myself to do it we're like i just you know Koch is like ah, i'm just gonna shoot myself here and then like you got to shoot duck like you got to space those out you've got yeah. to like to me i'm like to, it just didn't make sense from a story standpoint of like i think Kachi would be heartbroken once duck was dead and shoot herself after, not like. Well, I think she already thought that she he was dead. I mean, he practically was. Yeah, but you still have to shoot him. I mean, everyone knows that you have to shoot them in the head. So I mean, yes, he is dead. But like, I think. But she couldn't handle the emotional and, doing and, that. Like, Kenny. and what I want is that, like, maybe, maybe when you get to the the truck that's fallen in front of the railroad, maybe that's when Katja shoots herself because yeah. you know, she's had she's had a little bit of time to fully be impacted by this and literally you're a scene away from Carly getting killed like they it was just like bam 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 i mean literally because they were all gunshots yeah um it, it just but, felt very like i said it felt very much like the seventh harry potter where it was like yeah. oh they dead they're dead oh they're dead too oh they're dead george and yeah. so i was like give me time between those yeah i, I don't disagree with you that 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 her dying and and uh, and Duck oh. dying were impactful, but they could have been so much more impactful if the story had been just slightly different. Um, killing so. her and then killing Duck was was bad from a story perspective. It, the pacing of that was just bad from a story perspective. I, after it happened, I felt more confused than I was like, oh, crap. It was like, oh, that happened. Let's see, I didn't have that feeling at all. I The entirety of the time, I was like, this is really crappy, and I, I can't believe this has happened. I knew that he was a bit. I knew that he was going to turn. That didn't make the decision of having to kill him any easier to me. Yeah. I yeah. didn't make it any easier. Did you like having Kenny stand right by you when you did it? God, that was so it, weird. It didn't bother me. <laughs> but because the thing is, is that I, I, I can understand not wanting to shoot your kid, but, even if he's oh, a yeah, zombie. No, 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 no. I completely understand not wanting to shoot your kid, but when someone gives you an out, like, hey, Kenny, I'll do this for you. You're not like no. Just stand right there. It's cool, man. Like, try, I'm gonna try not get any brains on your feet. Like when we do this. I mean, this. you're probably not gonna say, "Hey, get out of here." It's your, it's your no. kid. You let him do what he wants. I think to I, do. Would, no, I would. I turn to him and go like, "Hey, you sure you want to see this?" Not like, <laughs> like turn around, turn around, Kenny. Like, maybe, maybe no, I, I would say that's his. Choice. Maybe remember the good times, Kenny, and this isn't gonna be pretty. <laughs> I mean, one way or another, he's gonna hear the gunshot of him shooting true. his son. It's true, he so, could have I mean, he could have seen it back at the train though. Also, you're uh, you standing right next to your dead wife, so 
I don't know. Like, just maybe, maybe go back to the train, Kenny. Yep. I don't know. Anyway, we're back at the train now. Kenny goes back to the train one way or another. Uh, and we, we get that train going again. There's a little bit of drinking that goes on, as I recall, um, because I have to distract Kenny uh, from uh, so the map that Kenny won't get out of the way for me. I'm like, Jesus, Kenny, I just shot your kid for you, man. Can I have the damn map? He's like, no, no, I just can't give you this map. I'm like, Kenny, please give me the map. He's like, no. I'm like, Kenny, I got some booze from Chuck. I don't, I don't know where he found it. I don't know if he made it in a toilet, but here's some, here's some Chuck booze He's like, thanks man. And then you can get a map and then you can, uh, you can go cut, uh, Clem's hair. You can teach Clem how to use a gun, which is relatively important. Um, see, I think this is a super impactful scene as well. Because I mean, this is more this is more development between Lee and Clementine, and it's basically Lee straight up teaching her how to survive when she gets older and a hundred percent says that and and when a game has zero character development it's it's uh it's important to have it every once in a while. It's super important to have it every once in a while. I don't agree with that I know you don't it's okay um the 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 shooting like mini game was the most awkward thing I've ever done. Cause I had no idea how it worked. This and it took forever. No, no, oh my God. You're like, I'm like aim up. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't see where the bullets hitting like, <laughs> aim left, I guess. And she hit a bottle. I'm like, Hey, good job. And then it would go back to it. And I'm like, I don't know. Let's try aiming. Right. And Nope. We missed it. Aim down. Maybe I couldn't tell how you decided. I yeah. couldn't see where a bullet hit. I couldn't see anything. I'm just like, maybe I shouldn't be the one teaching her. Cause I'm pretty bad at this. <laughs> yeah. back here. <laughs> Chuck looked like a man who knew how to use a gun. Um, now I'm where we thought I thought I was before we we've come to the, the truck hanging off the side of the, uh, the bridge. It's where we're going to meet, uh, Omid and, uh, Krista spoilers they come up in future seasons as well yeah. oh it dies in the next one and i assume krista is either pregnant or not pregnant in the next one <laughs> it's both it's schrodinger's pregnancy um I just I, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about them after chapter five like because come on tell tell okay. this is a what happened to omid's leg so that we're going to get to that actually. So we, uh, we find a, like a, a blowtorch. Um, we decide that it's the only way to get the, uh, the, 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 the gas can, like the truck off of the bridge. We're going to use a blowtorch to cut the, the bit that's holding it up there. You do that. Um, but then you look up and realize that a horde of zombies has been following your train because trains are exceptionally noisy. That's fair. Interestingly <laughs> enough, I did not make that connection at the time. I thought it would just happen to be a bunch of zombies coming. It wasn't until like later when the stranger was like, Oh, and Hey, trains are very noisy. I was like, Oh, trains. <laughs> right. Um, which leads me to the, the third question I had is like, wouldn't it make a lot of sense then to run a train let me let me phrasing. Would it make sense to get in a train and That's drive that train earlier? <laughs> get in a train and drive that train somewhere else where you could say trap and kill all the zombies like a million zombies are going to follow this thing. Why don't we uh, take a bunch of zombies somewhere and then light a fire and kill a bunch of zombies? Anyway, I'm going to point out trains go backwards. Just run over the zombies following you. 
also a possibility. Brains are um, heavy. We and so this is actually where Omid gets hurt. So you realize it's going, you signal Kenny to get that train running, and then you and Omid jump off the overpass onto the train. Lee lands fine. Omid does not. Okay. He I understand how Omid gets hurt. Okay, like I understand that. Did Omid compound fracture his leg? I think it's just a really bad cut, actually. Because that's more what I was I was like, they're like, oh, it's getting infected. I'm like, didn't he just like sprain his ankle kind of thing yeah no, it looks like a pretty deep cut on his thigh okay like so, i wasn't really sure on that one because to me it really looked like he just jumped and i mean yeah you land hard but yeah. that doesn't require antibiotics and then you you pull uh omid or chris onto the train doesn't matter because they both get on uh and now we are to episode four um where we're driving we're driving that train straight down to georgia um Savannah specifically. Dude, so Chuck, Chuck should write a song about that. He should totally write a song and then sing it. It'll <laughs> be great. Um, so we, as we're driving in, this is when we first find out that Clementine's been talking uh, on the walkie talkie, correct? Yeah. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. We don't know who she's talking to. Just a, a mysterious stranger who spoilers, I think looks kind of like, um, Oh shoot. What's his name? No, I'm not going to remember. Um, uh, that guy. I don't know. The dude from Con Air that once wore a, a girl's head as a hat through three states. Semi? Steve Buscemi. I think he looks a lot like Steve Buscemi. Anyway, uh, we find out that she's been talking on this this walkie-talkie that she hears everywhere because that's how her parents talk to her. Um, but we don't know who this guy is. They've been talking for a while, though. Um, Omid is, is not doing well. Um, but you find a delightful mansion that is incredibly well barricaded. But you got to run through the sewers first, don't you? Or no, 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 no. no. You get there. Uh, Clementine goes in through the doggy door, and uh, you. Oh no! Sorry. Step back. You realize there is a doggy door, but the doggy door is locked <laughs> because it's a it's a magical uh, electric doggy door that uh, responds to a. Uh, like a, a doohickey thing. on the dog's collar. You you look around the backyard, you see a shovel, you see a freshly dug grave with a uh, like a, a crossover, I want to say, or, or something. Either way, you dig up a dead dog. Um, yeah. And th- I've never run into a doggy door that I don't think I could just put a solid foot through. Like, 100%. I'm, like, I'm like, hey, guys, before we dig up the dog, maybe maybe I should just try to kick the door open. So, but, but here's the, the other point, like we're looking all over on this thing, trying to find a way in. Right. And the, the doors and the, the windows are so well barricaded that adult men cannot get through them. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's very important. Remember that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I dig up the dead dog. Uh, Krista throws up in the bushes, but it's fine. She's just, it's just because of the smell of the dead dog who, like it's another kind of gory thing where I'm like having to like try and get a collar off a dead dog. His head falls off. No. I, I will say um, my favorite part is when you said like, man, I didn't even bother filling in the hole. And I just texted you back. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'm like the dog smells. Why aren't we filling? Why aren't we putting dirt back on top of, of this? Dog? Whatever. I guess there's probably a reason. Um, you go inside the, the house is huge, but there's really not much stuff in it. Um, except for a, uh, a zombie in, in the upstairs who, um, why was he trapped up there? Do you remember? I, I think because his family died and that's why he just, he figured that 
that was the best place for him to hide. And and then he starved to death. Yeah. yeah. He couldn't get out of the attic, maybe, as I recall. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, little kid zombie, kind of sad, uh, starved to death and now is a zombie. Again, you can either uh, kill the zombie walker or make Kenny do it. Um, were you surprised when one of the options was just to step on its head? <laughs> Because I sure was. And like, I like in my head, I'm like, well, I don't want to waste a bunch of bullets well, shooting. Bullets don't matter in this game though, which I find kind of fascinating. Like you can't run well, out until you run out of bullets. Like it, you like yeah. it, it's only a problem when it needs to be a problem for the plot. Like you're, you're, you're pot shotting crap in a moving train car. Like presumably those are made out of metal too. Like that seems like a real bad place to be teaching anyone how to use a gun, but whatever. Um, and uh, anyway, so like, yeah, I chose to step on that kid's head and I was like, oh, like as I did, I was like, oh, undo, 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 undo. Just shoot him. No. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Anyway, that's who you get off my boots now. <laughs> that's uh, that's why you need to. Uh, that's why you need to not uh, fill that hole in. So you put the kid in with his dog. I think it's a, a fitting, loving tribute. Yeah, um, I also think a tribute to a kid. You just stepped his head in clip. <laughs> I think it's also very, dis- like really disturbing that there's like a, a family portrait in their living room that is like yeah, of the kid I, and I his dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, um, you, go out into the, the wide world of Savannah. You, uh, do all you're, you're looking for a boat. Like this is Kenny's idea. The entire time was we're going to get to Savannah. We're going to get a boat. And then we're going to take that boat to Fort Lauderdale because Fort Lauderdale is where everything's safe. I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know. That was, I just thought about this now. Like, first of all, I would think like Fort Lauderdale is like a pretty populated place. I don't know if that would be the smartest idea. Now, I would think a small island somewhere, you know, like like really the perfect place would be would be like a small island slightly off the coast. So you could like take the boat out to the island, be safe there, but go take the boat back can, into. Can zombies swim? That's a good question. I don't know. I, mean, I don't think that. so. Can they just walk underwater? Do they need air? No, it's like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. If all of a sudden you wake up, you know, there's 300,000 zombies just crawling across the ocean floor towards you maybe i it's a very good question i do not know it is not a question that is answered by this game or any of the research (laughs) i've done but i'm curious now um here's where you meet molly a character who is incredibly important for about five and a half minutes um i liked molly a lot actually she was probably one of my favorite characters in the game what what did you call her called tomb raider i call her laura croft yeah yeah she's got a she's got a badass that's not how like pick works no, it is 100% not, not how nice pick works. I'm a building. <laughs> no, that's okay, though. Um, so she helps you escape a bunch of walkers by going down into a tunnel, which involves a bunch of little weird mini games with spinning wheels and water and so on and so forth. Like I said, you know, it's it's a game where walkers can be attracted by water, but not by gunshots, just depending on how they want to do it. And uh, this is also where you find Chuck. Chuck got... Yeah, Chuck got overwhelmed by zombies in the first, um, saved a bullet for himself. So you don't have a zombie Chuck, just a a dead Chuck. Um, And this is where you end up in the hospital, correct? Yeah, where you meet Vernon. Well, is it? Let's see. Vernon's the the doctor, same. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I think this is just where you... 
Man, my walkthrough is not giving me the information I need. Yeah, it must be because you you go to the classroom. Yeah, so you you end up in uh, a hospital run by Vernon. He is a, a guy, a, a doctor, correct? Yeah, he's a doctor, and it's also where you learn kind of about Crawford. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, so Crawford is a city inside of Savannah that is uh, run by a, a kind of a, a bunch of people who have taken a, a pretty hard line approach to you, you actually skip some of this because I think first of all, you go out and look for a boat and that's when you find out that there are no boats. Um, you go, yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I forgot that there, there is no, no there are no boats. That's when you run into Molly and you're right outside of Crawford and you find out that Crawford's this place where they're like, Hey, we're going to live in this place. And you know, if no one under the age of 14, no one sick, no one. Yeah. Essentially they got rid of yeah. all weakness in order to make them stronger and also are hoarding a bunch of, stuff apparently although that doesn't become super apparent um but a lot of people really hate crawford because they they kick out people who are pregnant they kick out uh the sick and that's that's how vernon ends up in the the basement of uh, a hospital i believe yeah, uh with a bunch of ex-cancer patients yeah. so you uh meet him and then you take him back to take the the man say that again and Bree. Go back. back to the mansion. Yeah. Correct. Um, and when you get there, you cannot find Clementine. That's um, you go out and like, hey, got to be real quiet. What if I just wander around shouting Clementine for the next yep. two minutes? Yep. Like, uh, I guess after the third or fourth shouting of Clementine in the house, you could be like, I don't think she's here. You probably don't have to walk into each room and shout it at least twice. Yeah. Clementine's uh, real upset because you uh, had to kill the poor zombie kid. She, you know, looks at him kind of, I mean, she's uh, to be quite frank, Clementine was like, what, nine, eight or nine. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Like she's actually kind of a trooper. She really is holding it all together quite well. I I was impressed. Yeah. Way better than Kenny. Way better than Kenny. Um, she gets inside this shed and lo and behold, there's a boat inside of it, which is great because Kenny's going to get that boat fixed up and uh, everything will be fine. But first we need a battery and we need gas and Omid like Omid's not doing good, man. That dude needs some antibiotics because he's got a really bad cut on his leg. Um, so the, the, the way we're going to do this is we're going to sneak into uh, what's the place called Crawford. Crawford. So we're going to sneak into Crawford. Uh, me, you, pretty much everyone, in, yeah. unless you pick, take Ben, in which case Kenny is sure not coming and he's really angry and he's going to stay behind with the boat. So, but no, I, I brought, no, Kenny, does yeah, I brought Ben and Kenny came with. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's the next time. That's when we go. I apologize. That's when we go looking. I apologize. That is in the future. Uh, so we go to the the go to Crawford and, and specifically like a school within Crawford because that's going to be where. So please? I want to say like, uh, do you want to just spoil what happened to Crawford? Yeah, yeah, it's just full of zombies uh, apparently. Full of zombies. Don't you think Molly would have noticed this in all of her you know climbing around Tomb Raider in the city? You would well, think so. Think like, yeah. sort of like, huh? There appears to be a lot of zombies just wandering around Crawford, but everyone seems pretty damn shocked that like. Yep. Crawford is full of zombies. Yeah. Well, and you'd think that she would have noticed just because you assume that people from Crawford are going out into the city looking for stuff just like she is. Crawford must have found everything because we haven't seen them in a long time. Yeah. yeah. So you go inside. uh, There's a mission where you have to go get a battery. um, And and during that mission, uh, Molly runs across a zombie that she does not like, beats him 
a lot with a pickaxe. But does a lot does not kill him. That is true. Also, um, my game bugged for about an hour and a half, and yeah, I'm not pleased. It was not good. Um, after that, we uh, let's see. They so you've got to go to the, the they split up into three groups. You've got yeah, I'm trying, and the other group managed to get so Kenny's you, group. Kenny is going to get the gas. You, Kenny and Bree are going to go get the gas. Molly and you are going to go get the battery. And, and Vincent, Vernon, and Vernon. Krista are going to go get medicine. And Ben's yep. going to be worthless. Yeah, he's going to stay there with with Clem, and Clem can defend him with a gun because if, she's the only person that. If you she, don't she's take Clem, though, does Ben just sit there and be like, "Well, I'm going to hold down the fort." Oh, he's got to get into the armory that is literally just a door, a locked door. <laughs> I enjoy that he goes over and tries to pick it. I'm like, uh-huh. do you have that skill, Ben? Because I've gone and came into this room at least four or five times and you're still just like, well, maybe I can pick this lock. <laughs> Anywho, you, uh, let's see. Kenny manages to get back with the gas, but he's being chased by zombies. You help them, uh, help them get through the door and then close the door with a hatchet. Right. So the zombies can't get in. And then you also, I want to say, how does that work? It doesn't, but that's the fine. Hatchet is like, a foot long and yeah. those doors would open enough that it would just fall out. But yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. That, that doesn't matter. Um, but then you notice that Vernon and uh, uh, Krista have not returned. So you go looking for them. They're trapped in the room with the medicine and you hack through some zombies and find them. But what you need is the medicine and it's in a locked cabinet. And so you notice that there is oddly enough, a uh, like a tape recorder, like a, sorry, a, what are those things called? Camcorder. There's what a camcorders. Is, what is the name for something in a story that is only there to move along the story? Like, I don't want to say like deus ex machina, but like yeah. that kind of thing where like, oh, thank goodness that camcorder happens to be trained exactly at the point we need. Now we just need to go find the camcorder recordings and hope that we can somehow see the code that is inputted. I'm like, especially when it would have been so much easier just to make it like notes. Like you could have like rifled through some paper and not had to go all over hell to, to find these, these things. Anyway, you, uh, you look at a bunch of tapes, you realize how awful life there is. And, uh, and you finally find the code that unlocks the, Uh, this is where you find out that not yet. Okay. Not yet. Um, and so you go back and then you get there. And when you and Molly were going, you gave Molly a car battery. Now, have you ever picked up a car battery? They're heavy. They're real heavy. She just slips it into her backpack and off she goes, ice picking her way uh, <laughs> through the school to find something. Again, like, uh, that's, that's that good foreshadowing. Like, I've got to go somewhere. I've got to take the battery. Don't ask questions. I'm like, well, that's not how you start a sentence. I have many questions now. <laughs> so you go looking for her. Um, you don't find her. And then you, you, I'm trying to think of how this works. Don't, you, oh, no, this is where you, you've got to go. You're like, oh, hey, I think that doctor was the same doctor that, Molly, you know, beat with a knife yeah. pick. I better go kill him and see if he has other camcorder tapes because he probably does. Yeah, because that, that's right. The one in the room doesn't have the code, uh-huh. but you think maybe he's maybe carrying another tape. Why um, 
Because why wouldn't he? And he is actually carrying another tape. But then you find another tape in so, his locker, correct? So I'm just going to throw this out here. Like, this was 2012. iPhones had been invented. Like, why not just do something with the phone, like, with the videos on that or something like that? Because yeah. then, you know, like, that makes sense to why he would have his phone on. I mean, that's true. He's using a mini DV camcorder in presumably 2012. Why wouldn't you, like, do something with that? Because... I don't know. It's because iPhones would be dead. And oh yeah. Be able oh yeah. To the plot. But like, but, <laughs> but so would his camcorder <laughs> camcorder. Like I, I, there was just like a lot of things where I'm like, well, thank goodness he had kept all those tapes. That never even occurred to me that that camcorder had been sitting there for 90 days. Well, no, I guess, I, I guess that's true. They had power there presumably because they had generators. But so also like, I don't know. It, it just is very much like, hey, I've got all these incriminating tapes that I'm sure that if the bosses found out what I was doing, they wouldn't be happy about them. Better just keep them lying around. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is the point where we find out that Molly, uh, Molly's sister is sick. I don't she's remember. Diabetic. Yeah, she's diabetic. And so Molly knows that if uh, they find out, they will kick her out. And so Molly in return for the doctor, not uh, disclosing that is having an affair with the doctor who is also filming that affair. I think that we need to like, why is, why does he keep those tapes just like willy nilly? He is perhaps he is giving medicine to someone that he should not be giving medicine to, which would presumably get him kicked out of Crawford. And he's like, you know, I've got one here. I've got one in my locker. I've got one in my pocket just in case. I'm like, I want to re- relive that moment. Better just get it out of my pocket. I, I love that. Like the first shot of that thing is literally just a close up of his crotch as he zips it up. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, did my game just bug again? Should this be looking at face? <laughs> anyway, so now you know why uh, Molly is super mad. Also, you find out Molly's pregnant, correct? no wait yes or is that yeah. another woman it is another woman as well but molly is also pregnant and no, that's no. why he's gonna have to oh no no he's just gonna call it off yeah 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 Chris yeah. he's gonna call it off because it got too it got too too dangerous i guess but, but and so is, now is the woman that is pregnant in the the video that you're watching that isn't molly it is, is molly it? yeah and yeah. that's that's what you find out she was once a resident of crawford and she didn't tell you yeah. like that matters yeah um Anyway, you you get back. Um, you find that Ben screwed it up again um, because Ben was like, huh, I wonder what this hatchet's doing holding this door shut. That doesn't make any sense. He's like, we might need a hatchet. So he takes it. Bunch of walkers come in. Um, and this is now, I mean, you know, I'm you're going to say Kenny is wrong about Ben. No, no. I'm Ben's a complete like, screw up. Ben screws up, but Kenny's kind of an asshole. So true. So you finally figure a way into the armory, which I d- does not involve Ben picking the lock, um, but it does involve you breaking the door. You climb out through like an upper staircase. Ben, um, after everyone telling him he's an idiot for the entire <laughs> length of the game, uh, is going to fall down. You grab his hand. You have the choice to either save Ben or let him fall. Did you guys save Ben or let him fall? Seems real. Okay. With it. I just want to say, he's like, no, just let me go. I'm cool. Like, you know, that's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm like, I don't think this is how you would be acting. Ben, like (laughs) nothing in the past four episodes have thought like I've resigned myself to this fate. Like, yeah, no, I saved him, which was actually the uncommon one. Only Same. I saved him too. Did you save him? Do you remember Vinny? I did both ways. Only thirty-two okay. percent of people, though. Do we? 
I want to talk about those statistics at the end. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, we got to hurry too. I was supposed to go get a pizza 20 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so Ben lives, dies, doesn't matter. Um, you come back to the uh, you come back to the house, um, and is the boat still there? I don't remember. I don't think so. This is a part that's almost all cutscene. I, I think oddly it, enough. I think it's still there, or no? Because why wouldn't you take it? Yeah, it, I don't remember. the The end of this chapter is literally almost entirely cutscene with just a couple choices. Well, this is where you. I mean, first of all, Bree died. We forgot to talk about that. So, oh yeah, she got eaten. Sorry, bummer. Uh, Who cares? And this is where you go, like, oh no, Vernon, Vernon, double or no? Because he comes back and he gives the magic pill to to. Omid. Uh, Omid's better. Like literally one dose of antibiotics is all Omid needed. Like he was on the verge of death. You get back, you think Omid is dead and uh, he is very much not dead. Um, like just magic, magic pill makes him better. So I'm going to remember this before you realize the boat is gone or not. Doesn't matter. Clementine's missing again, I think. Um, or she's talking on the radio. It doesn't matter. The end of chapter four no, he hasn't double crossed you yet. No. The end of chapter four is that Lee gets bitten. But he's double crossed you before that. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It did, it, I it, thought that was very weird, though, that like Vernon's like, oh, I'm out of here with all my cancer patients. And OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's gone. Um, but you don't realize. No, no, no. You don't realize he's gone. You you realize that uh, you you because you go looking for him and then there's no one there. Right. Yeah. But that's that's in the fifth episode. Yeah, so let's talk fifth episode. You go looking for him because he's taken the boat. I I think we think he's taken the boat, and then there's the or maybe he did take the boat. Maybe he's gone because Vernon did take the boat. I but oh, yeah. the, the other patients went and knocked out Kenny while you guys were in Clemson. He stole the boat, okay. right? We figured this out. Someone took a it, boat. I don't know. It seems real weird. <laughs> uh, it, maybe they don't have the boat yet. Doesn't matter. You end up going back and looking for Vernon, but you've been bit. Um. It's not, it's should not have, great. Should have rolled those sleeves down. Should have rolled those sleeves down. Um, you get back to the hospital and you go to, you go to open a, a, a elevator with a, with a, with a rib spreader. Um, and Kenny passes out and wakes up and they're like, they thought you were dead. And now you have two options. You can either just continue on Kenny didn't, or they can yeah. say again. Kenny didn't come with me on that one. Yeah, no, he wouldn't come with you because you had Ben. Oh, okay. this is this is why this is when he stays behind. Like you have the choice to either bring Ben or Kenny, and if you choose Ben, Kenny gets pissed and he's just going to stay behind and work on the boat. Okay, yeah. But I don't remember why you're going to the hospital. For the life of me, I can't remember. Because oh, I remember. Um, Clem is gone, and you think Vernon has taken Clem. That's right. Clem's missing now. Yeah. And you think it's Vernon that's saying, Cle- because Vernon gave you that. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Cle- Vernon gives you this weird speech of like, hey, man, maybe it would be just better if you left Clem with me because I had a daughter once. Yeah. I had a daughter once and I'm a doctor yeah. and I got all these people. That's right. And yeah. so you think that Vernon's kidnapped Clem. We're back in the game. Okay. So you go looking for Vernon. You get to the hospital. There is nobody there. Lee passes out and then you have to decide you're going to cut off lee's arm or not and uh did you did you cut off lee's arm totally cut off lee's arm Vinny. yep 
It was the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. It was absolutely horrifying. But but he seems pretty good with it. He seems absolutely fine. Like apparently you can cut off a dude's arm and just kind of just kind of bandage it at the bottom and you will not bleed to death, even though there's a a real good. He does have a tourniquet on it. Yeah, I guess that he he's fine. He's absolutely fine. Um, Passes out for a while, comes to everything is okie dokie. In case you're wondering if you don't chop his arm, no different. He just he eventually loses his ability to use it. So it's essentially like not having an arm. So, you know, um, you don't have to watch him chop his arm that way. Anyway, they're stuck in the uh, they're stuck in the ho- the 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 hospital. They've got to get out. They go to the roof. There's lots of uh, would you say rooftop escapades yeah, well, is the best way to the zombies have invaded the town now. Because they yeah. followed the train in. This is the part where I realized the train was important yeah. because um, they said, oh, my gosh, the train's so loud. They followed it in. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Didn't it also happen because of the oh, church ringing. bell? But the bells the are what pulls people fell, places. Right? Yeah, but no, um, and the, they ring the, the, the stranger rings the bell. But that's right. when they first get there. You actually uh, ring the bell here. Yeah, to, yeah, like yeah, remember yeah. you put the extension ladder over. But I think that the the bell is rung to get them to come into the center of the town or something. The stranger yeah. doing it um, so that they are more concentrated. I don't know. Yep. Anyway, you 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 escape. You 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 ring the bell, um, and then you you escape and you get back to the the mansion um where you can choose to tell others about your bite i guess if you don't have an arm no, um, no but if you don't it's that, that was, was, was before yeah like you can tell them at the very start yeah yeah yeah. but yeah. if you choose not to yeah you can tell them when you get back and they'll be angry for about five minutes yeah um anyway this is the point where a bunch of zombies attack and you barricade yourself inside the house. Now, remember earlier when I said a bunch of full-bodied adult men were not able to break into this house? Those zombies, zombies no break problem. through it like it's made of paper. Like they just like, hey, phew, and all of a sudden your house is full well, of zombies. The problem I mean, when you have like 10 bodies pressing against a door, that probably would well, happen. Well, and the problem <laughs> was is that one of the zombies was in fact the Kool-Aid man. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, You run upstairs, you barricade the hallway, you use literally the rest of your ammo to save yourself from the zombie horde Um, and then lock yourself in the attic. Um, Which is fine because you're just going to break a hole in the wall and get to the attic next door. Um, Um, Just quick question. Like I've lived in houses and I saw the layout of this house. It didn't look like it had an adjoining house next to it. It really did not. I don't remember that from the outside at all. In fact, I remember there being a sidewalk. Yeah, There's like alleys and stuff. So, yeah, (laughs) you know, it's one of those things you just don't pay attention at the right time. You don't have any ability to go back and check. Anyways, you you just break through that wall with a, a. a coat coat rack oddly enough but yeah anyway you exit through the new door you end up in the adjoining apartment which is very small and and skinny and narrow um but whatever it's like a weird mother-in-law house could be like a weird mother-in-law house so now um you are going to get on a balcony and jump over to the, the the house next door it goes fine for omid because or no it goes fine yeah, yeah. So now you're you're jumping to the house next door. Lee makes it just fine, even though he's not missing an arm. Um, Kenny, 
Kenny makes it across. It's absolutely fine. Ben, Ben is such a screw up. Ben is such a screw up. That's and why I killed him. <laughs> you probably made the right decision. Like we probably should have just put, we, we shouldn't have brought him with us in the first place. Like Ben causes nothing but problems. Um, Ben, Ben, falls the, the balcony collapses underneath him. He falls five stories to the ground. And the shocking thing is, is Ben's not dead yet. Yeah, I don't know much about I don't know five how. story falls. I they do not do good things to you. No, not at all. Um, especially when you fall on your back yeah. and get impaled by a giant piece of metal. But hey, Ben Ben's a tough tough guy. So ben the, is a tough guy. I, I will say, like I don't know, a lot of these things felt this very like this happens. It was very predictable to me. And my wife was watching me play and I said like, oh, he's alive, but I guarantee you he fell on a piece of metal and is stuck. And when we got down to the bottom, she looked at me as if I was psychic. I'm like, see, told you. <laughs> and it was just because like one of those things I'm like, of course he's still alive. And of course he's fallen on something. Anyway, you and Kenny, uh, I think you have the choice. It can be you. It can be you and Kenny. You go down and, and, and try and save him, but you can't get him off because uh, – He's stuck on a piece of rebar. It went right through his stomach. And frankly, it doesn't matter. He's dead. He's pretty good, though. I mean, like, again, five-story fall on a rebar. And, like, he's pretty lucid. He's and- he's he's conscious. <laughs> like, it's shocking. Um, but for some reason, like, it, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you're like, hey, we've got to leave him. He's going to get eaten. And this is the point where Kenny goes, no, I can't leave him. And you're like, why, Kenny? <laughs> you hate him. And he's gives you some weird speech doesn't make any sense like maybe this is just like i don't know it makes you think that every decision you made about whether kenny was going to like you or not absolutely doesn't matter because because kenny's staying kenny's gonna sacrifice himself for the greater good i guess the thing is i think this is where he's starting to realize where hey this guy's also just a kid just like duck so he's trying to save him in an attempt to kind of redeem himself for being a jackass yeah but you can't save him there is no saving this dude like but they wanted to he tried to attempt it i I mean he wanted to but i mean like literally there's i i would think that this would be one of those things that like there's no saving this dude like he is dead and maybe just you've got one bullet left, so there's no saving him by taking out all the zombies. Just just shoot him in the head and call it call a it day. good. There, there is apparently a a path here where you can actually end up with two bullets here, oh. and he can kill Ben and then himself. But anyway, Kenny's dead. But if you don't have Ben, kill with- Ben. It says he does, but if you watch the scene, he shoots his one bullet towards the zombies, and I'm yeah. like, well, now Ben's a zombie, so glad you sacrificed yourself so you could both be zombies kenny yeah it's a bummer um anyway uh, apparently if ben is dead kenny still dies here it happens but you don't see it happen so anyway you're now on the roof you've got to cross a sign over to another building uh lee is going to go first um because he doesn't have one arm it makes sense to send him first i guess um you're still looking for for clementine you finally have realized where she is she's at the marsh hotel uh because she i think contacts you and tells you that she's in the hotel where her parents were um which you you found out earlier was the marsh hotel so you're climbing across the sign the sign breaks omid and uh krista are stuck on a roof and you tell them like hey whatever you guys do 
you go wait at the train station and Clementine and I will meet you there. Cause you've talked about this before that you're like, Hey, I'm dying. Like, you know, you should raise Clementine people. I've met presumably in the last week and a half. And and they're going to have a kid, which means they're good parents. Maybe. So I mean, it's never specifically may, really said. I, no, it really I mean, isn't. But the they imply. Be, though? Well, no, they no imply, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm not <laughs> saying differently, but like uh, the, the time in this game is really wonky to me. Cause I'm like, yeah. did that happen yesterday or is time passed? I mean, and better Krista and Omid than Kenny. Yeah. hundred percent yeah. better Krista and Omid. Um, Anyway, they they're like, sure, we will wait for Clementine at the train. And so you never see them again in this game. That's the last time. So now I guess if you want to keep track, there are two people alive in this game, Lee and Clementine, Kristen Omid, maybe who knows, unless you play season two. So you uh, drop down uh, to where all the zombies are and just start hacking and slashing and squishing uh, zombies and get into the hotel. It's, it's a miracle. And there you meet Steve Buscemi, uh, here to, I, I, I don't ever think he gets a name. His just name is the stranger, stranger, right? Yeah, he's literally the stranger. And he has kidnapped Clementine because he is going to effectively use her to replace his, uh, daughter who you killed sort of, um, in a roundabout of. way real roundabout way. You sit down and have an incredibly strange, calm conversation with, uh, with the stranger and a decision that you may or may not have made early in the game come back to haunt you. Uh, Vinny and Colby both took the, the food from the station wagon and that's what made his wife and daughter die because you know, it was terrible. But, but what you realize is he's talking to a, a bowling ball bag that's where his wife's head is. It's not good. Not good at all. Anyway, um, I did not steal the food from the station wagon. And that doesn't matter at all because the people I was with still did. So somehow I am culpable, even though every single one of them is dead. Um, the stranger's mad either way, which just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But this is the guy I'm wondering how he got here ahead of me. I was on a train, a train. And he somehow got there in his beat up station wagon. Well, and again, like this is his wife. When you steal the food, his wife and child are alive. And there are all sorts of problems where like, you know, I think that said the daughter got lost and they went looking for her and finally found her. And I'm like, when did you have time to drive to Savannah? Maybe it took an hour, like two days to get that train working. It doesn't matter. Anyway, eventually Clementine uh, distracts him. You perform some QTEs. Did you uh, did you kill him? No, I think Clementine killed him for me. Yeah, same. Uh, apparently, there's a way you can actually choke him to death. I did not, and uh, and she she just shoots him. I think that was the one where I like kept hitting A, and it kept getting smaller, but I could never get it small enough to where like it yeah. did it. But so yeah. maybe I just have to hit A better. Who knows? Anyway, now is the point in time where you paint Clementine with zombie goo, um, which is maybe the most disturbing thing you you do in this game. She drives I mean, like stepped on a kid's head, Cliff. True, very true. She uh, she then you walk through the zombie horde again. She realizes that that's where her parents are, um, and they're zombies, and it's very sad. Although I didn't realize that for about 
10 minutes because I'm like, it showed a bunch of zombies. I'm like, who are these people? Lee passes out. And my wife's really mad because I didn't go and get a pizza yet. And we're still podcasting, but we're almost done. Words I have to say are not the family friendly podcast. And her. We texted you. Now I have to edit this. <laughs> and no, you won't. Give me 10 minutes. Um, anyway, so now we've seen her parents, but did you guys catch that? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I 100% I did. did not yeah. catch that. You did too, Vinny? Yeah. Yeah, smarter than I am. That's fine. Um, it now was you were obvious. Somehow Clementine managed to drag a full grown adult man into a. Uh, a room. They don't really tell you where that room is, but somehow she's like, it was really hard. I'm like, of course I outweigh you by, I don't know, 180 pounds, but adrenaline's a weird thing. And I guess he was missing an arm. So some weight down makes it easier. Um, But he also was covered in zombie goo, which I think would make it harder. So, um, well, I think the point of the zombie goo is to make sure that the zombies don't notice. Yeah. 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 But I think it would make you harder to, to carry like i mean everything would be you're hard to kind of drag slippery. a guy well, perhaps yeah. slippery yeah. slippery they wouldn't be attacked during that time though anyway at, lee, at the very least lee is fading fast 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 it's no good he's he's the half a step away from being a zombie um so he has to help clementine get out of the room they're stuck in before he becomes becomes a zombie and uh I think the most important question of maybe this entire game is, is did you have Clementine kill Lee? I didn't get that option as far. Or no, wait. Yes, I did. And I'm like, whatever. She has a baseball bat. Yeah. And she can beat you senseless with it. No, no. I'm just like, whatever. You handcuffed me to a radiator. Uh, Yeah. I feel like you remember her having a gun. I don't think so. Because you're out of bullets, I believe. Okay. Well, no, she shot. No, because she shot the guy. There's a security guard that has a gun. Yeah. Because I do think I shot him because the end of the entire season just goes and then that's it. If you kill him. Interesting. So, so you actually did have her kill him. In one of them. Yeah. And then the other one, she just kind of walks away. You're a monster, man. There's no psychiatrists in the zombie apocalypse. That girl's going to have nightmares for days. Well, you know, she's already been, she just saw her parents walking in the streets. Valid, valid, valid. Anyway, uh, that's, that's kind of how the the main game ends with the character that you have lovingly guided through 10 hours of um, either just dying as, as I did or being shot in the face as Vinny did um, and then fade. And if you hang around through the credits, you you get a really wacky after scene. Um, apparently Clem is by herself on a farm somewhere. Cause that's what Lee told her, like go to a farm, go to, you know, a rural somewhere. There's going to be less zombies there, which is smart, which is something they all should have done in the start, but they didn't. Um, they tried. It was just an eating kind of farm. Yeah. It was just too hard. Um, and then she sees two figures walking on the hillside and kind of goes, Oh no. And that's how it ends. And you don't know if that's Omid and uh, Krista. You don't know if that's zombies. You don't know whatever. It just ends. And frankly, I was kind of pissed that that's how that movie ended. I wanted I wanted some resolution. So who, who do you guys think it is? Zombies or Krista and Omid? I'm guessing Vinny's played the next one and it probably somewhat explains yeah, it. I'm Vinny, are, is it Krista or is it Omid or is it zombies? I'm pretty sure it's both of them. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Anyway, that's how... 
season one of The Walking Dead ends. Um, it final did, thoughts. It didn't really want make me want to play season two. <laughs> there is nothing in this world I want to do less than play any game made by Telltale at this point. Like, I hear the rest of them are good, but people told me this one was good. This game got like a nine from IGM. Um, I mean, this game has like a, a 8.5 or 9 on Metacritic. Um, yeah. I, I, it, I'm I'm 100% willing to say it's just me. Like, that is absolutely fine that if it's just me. But I don't have any urge to play any other game Telltale made ever at this point. That's That's what this game did for me. So what I think happened, and again, this is totally my opinion, uh, but from listening to you guys, I think what happened is, is that early on you guys found a bunch of not, I'm not going to say nitpicking, but there were some plot points that didn't entirely make sense. And because of that, it just kind of carried on throughout the entire game. And I'm not going to say you looked at it in the wrong view, because obviously you look at it how you see it, you know? But I think like the way I looked at it personally was I took it as, okay, so Clementine and Lear are a group Kenny and his family, a group, and they all, like, act their own ways. And I think that, like, the development between each of the groups was the best part about the entire story, which, so no, the plot doesn't change based off of your uh, decisions, but the way you see the characters play out, I feel does. Yeah. And personally, that's how I saw it to me. I think that, that I, I think you're right. I think that I saw this game. I think the thing is, is the game promised me something and the game promised me that my choices mattered. Like literally every time you load into a game, there is a screen that says your choices matter. And then every single thing this game did, worked against that promise. Um, this game made a promise to me and then broke it every single step of the way. And, and, and like, you probably could get past that if the story was really good or if like there was great characters or something, but it, it didn't do that for me. The story was very obvious. The foreshadowing was incredibly obvious. Like I knew what was going to happen steps ahead in this game like sometimes chapters ahead of this game like i said the only thing that really surprised me in this game at all was when carly got killed and like i was surprised as who the stranger was but only because it was kind of a deus ex machina ending like there was no reason for the stranger to be the guy in the the station wagon and in fact like i said i literally don't believe it could have been the guy in the station wagon. it doesn't make any sense why he would do it or how he was able to get there so quick question then. So what game off your top of your head does the decisions at the end of the day actually really matter? Oxenfree did it. Um, Oxenfree. Uh, I can't touch on that because I don't know it. But Yeah, but I think the thing is, is like, to be honest, it doesn't matter if they do or not. Like I said, Firewatch, there is not a single choice in that game that affects the ending. Um, Tacoma, there's not a single choice in that game that affects the ending. Gone Home, right. there's not a single choice in that game that affects the ending. But it doesn't yep. matter because, first of all, they don't tell you that it's going to. And second of all, the choices you make push the story forward and not the plot. Um 
And I think I would have liked this game a lot more if it felt like the decisions I was making were forming a story and and not just forming a, a an on rails version of things that I could see the rails. Um, I, I don't I don't remember if it was something Colby said or if something I read somewhere, but they said that that this game is a choose your own adventure book. That I was literally tell- just say that. Yeah, it's a choose your own adventure book where every single time it tells you to turn to page 25, like every single path is like, hey, turn to page 25. Then you're like, but isn't this a choose my own adventure book? And uh, and yeah, sure it is. As long as you like what's on page 25. And and that was the problem with my ga- this game is that it's not that it's not that. It's not the story was bad. I mean, that's a problem. It's that it it gave me the illusion of choice, but then that illusion was so easy to see. It would be like going to a magic show and watching magic happen and every single trick going like, well, that's obviously what he did. Like somehow that takes away from the magic. Um, and I just, it didn't work for me. It just didn't work for me. To me, it just, so. like, I just didn't think that like, I thought the game was, meh. I, I like yeah. said, like I finished it and I, the first episode i was kind of didn't like it but after that i was kind of like okay whatever but to me the story just didn't seem good um yeah to me it seemed like a lot of the things were very much like just tropes that they they went with that and i don't know like i again yeah i could see the it just didn't feel very good what i think funny too for a game that i kept hearing was uh if it was such a great game that, you know, the story was so good. And I'm like, it just seems like every zombie thing. And I mean, like even the, the walking dead TV show and comics felt like maybe they were adding a bit more. And this one just felt very like hackneyed. Well, and I think the thing is, is like the writers for this are good. Like Sean Veneman is a good writer. Um, The guy who wrote season four or episode four is um, Gary Wooda. Yeah. Who wrote, Rogue One. Like, I mean, the yeah. guy's a writer <laughs> and writes good stuff. So, you know, I don't know if it's the format that stifles the writing, if it's the the way you have to have player choice that stifles the writing. But man, like, I just, it, if this was a book, I would have stopped reading because I like, it just wasn't, it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. I mean, I think in context of 2012, if I'd played this game then, I probably would have given it like, a five or six like hey maybe i didn't like it but maybe you would have but in the context of today like this game's like a three or four to me like i wouldn't i would not recommend this game to anybody honestly um but like i said it, apparently everyone else has ever played it has loved it um i think it also probably part. didn't help that your expectations were you know every little decision you're going to make is going to change the game oh no no no! i think the thing is is it wasn't that every decision i made was going to change the game like i don't expect um every decision i make to change the game i expect when it when when i'm looking at it and it's like this is a major decision i expect those major decisions to affect the game um i expect there i expect you know hey whether you cut his arm off or not to to be impactful i expect um, whether I choose to steal the food, like I didn't realize that was a big choice at the time, but so many big choices, it just said like, Oh, Hey, pick one or the other. And then you pick one and it's like, ah, eh, it doesn't really matter. There were so many just like at the time, what felt like huge choices that were throwaway. Almost all of the big choices were throwaway five minutes later. They didn't matter. 20 minutes later, they didn't matter. 
sometimes they didn't matter as you picked them because another character said, well, that's not what we're doing. Um, it, it wasn't that I expect every, like I didn't expect this game to have 40 endings. I expected this game to have three endings. I expected this game to have more than one ending. Um, or if there wasn't more than one ending to have big swaths of the midpoint, like it, the game ends with one ending. Fine. That's okay. But I expect it to have a bunch of stuff in the middle. That's going to come back into a single ending then. And it, it just didn't do that. Hmm. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, you guys have anything else to say or can I plug some stuff? Um, yeah, go ahead and good. plug. I still, All right, I still so like I, you, Vinny. We didn't yell at each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, no, 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 no. I'm kidding. I mean, I still no, disagree, no, okay. but I mean, that, uh, that's You know fine. what? That's the best thing about video games, though. Like, you don't... I, we say this all the time on, on the, the main podcast. Like, like the things you like. Don't yeah. like the things you don't like. That's no, absolutely yeah, yeah. fine. I'm never going to play another Telltale game, which, I mean, neither is anybody else. Um, but uh, <laughs> but that's fine. Like, there is a million other games out there that I, I love. And hopefully segue the next game i'm going to love is going to be metro 2033 which is the game we are going to play for april um if you start today uh we'll probably do the podcast about a month from now so you've got uh four weeks to play that game or so um it is in game pass and it's relatively cheap on steam it's also in ps now if you have ps now and i think it has been a ps plus game in the past and so it goes on sale about every 30 minutes as far as i can tell yeah that is a game with metro constantly on, on sale humble bundle yeah. too yep it's probably been a humble bundle game i own two copies of it um Ooh, giveaway uh, no, because I've already redeemed both of them. So <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's a it's a cool game. You've actually played it before, right, Cole? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm hoping that this is maybe something. It's a palate cleanser for me. So, anyways, grab the game, play along with us. I'm going to thank a handful of people that are our generous and wonderful Patreons that make uh, this and the Bite Me podcast. Uh, show not possible because we do it for free we did it for free for years but it uh, it lets us buy stickers and maybe it'll make let us do something really cool for extra life this year that's what we're hoping uh, i'd like to thank jack iris jacob frank tom mcdermott austin palmer alan schulte john cole jr kevin schulte and of course Vinny. he's right there wave Vinny. everyone can see you um <laughs> and uh if you'd like to see more of our stuff you can go to bitemepodcast.com that's b-y-t-e podcast.com follow us on facebook.com slash bite me podcast twitter.com slash bite me podcast you can email us at bite me at bite me podcast.com and uh you can go and join us on discord at uh, bite me podcast.com slash discord. That'll get you in our discord server, which is fun, uh, full of fun. I like to think uh, we added like 45 new channels today. So there's lots of <laughs> chatter going on. We've been talking about uh, books. We've been talking about uh, movies a lot lately and always video games. Uh, and you can support us on humble bundle. If you like the bundles of humbles, uh, go to bite me podcast.com slash humble and see what, uh, what you can buy and give us a little bit of cash. So Anything else before we call this two hour and 15 minute podcast good? Can I plug myself on oh, your shit. show? Yeah, but Finny, please plug yourself, <laughs> man. So I'm streaming every weekend pretty much. Uh, Twitch.tv slash DaVincer. Just hit affiliate. Thank you to you guys helping me out there. And uh, you can also catch me on Twitter at uh, Devinster one if you'd like to uh, see what I'm going live streaming. So he, thank you guys for the opportunity. Obviously, he's a great streamer. He is super fun to watch. I watch him every time I can. Uh, do you want to plug anything, Cole? I'm going to plug myself. I'm awesome. 
You are awesome. There yeah. we go. That's, that's it. That's all. I mean, I guess Perfect. you can send me money. You could send Colby money. Yeah. You could listen yeah. to him on other episodes of uh, Bite Me Podcast DLC. We talked about, uh, let's see, we've talked Hellblade. about Red Dead Redemption. We talked about Hellblade. Uh, this is our third episode. And then uh, we'll talk about Metro 2033 next month. But my wife's getting mad and I think our pizza's done. So I am going to call this uh, this done. Though you, just in case you're wondering, you could have played through a quarter of the game yeah. in the time it took you to listen to this. <laughs> you could have decided for <laughs> yeah. yourself. You're better off playing with us, listening to us. I promise. That was good phrasing. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Bite me. <laughs> See you guys. Bite me. See you.